Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Sideways. This week, brought to you by Casper, Harry's, and Trunk Club. Thanks, guys. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Blade. I'm Bernie. And I'm Gus. You're kidding Not me? Not the most headroom on my angle there. <sighs> Jeez. Gavin is critical today, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, we launched uh, a minute late. It's uh, Michael's fault. Wow. Whose fault was it? Let's, oh, <laughs> apparently it wasn't Michael's fault. It's 30 seconds to go for about five minutes. There we go. Yeah, what was that? What happened? Today? No. We demand one. <laughs> All Mondays. Hate Mondays. Mondays. Monday. I, my Monday started off bad. <laughs> Go on. I, I, I got here. Up. You woke up and I, you I were still up. alive. <laughs> I actually got here to the stage five pretty early. Got a great parking spot. Pulled my car into it. Parked. I was like, yeah, Monday. Ready to get back to work. Opened up the door and there was a giant turd right there, like where I was supposed to step to get out of my car. What, like animal poo? Yeah, it's or like homeless guy poop. No, not th- this was not a person poop. This was uh, fucking. Uh, this was an animal bigger than a person. Rebel. It was like, it was like the width of my fist. That makes me angry. Like Wait, who's, width, who's got the, your fist? Something yeah. that's pooping in the that parking lot. That was the width, and then it was like theory. That long. Oh, <laughs> theory. <laughs> so like, nope, I, I just moved my car parked somewhere else, <laughs> and it was raining, so it was kind of wet, oh, and it had like that soggy. All right. All right. So enough. Adam Bear is out of town, and Adam. Well, it wasn't Ellis. Adam who shit in the parking lot. <laughs> Adam Ellis is fucking shaggy over here on the case and Sky. So ah, you think Ellis been slacking? Maybe he was. He let the dog shit in the parking lot. I gotta. S- I oh, know. Adam Ellis. So He's Adam watching the dogs. Adam Baird revealed something last week, which I found to be a little huh? Which was he was when was BlizzCon? Uh, it was like last week. This past weekend. Yeah. He, but he was uh, he was watching Blizzard announcements when we were live streaming off topic. That's what it was. He was tweeting about all the announcements Blizzard was making while we were trying to live stream a podcast. <laughs> I thought, that's really interesting because anytime anybody here at the company tries to live stream anything, when we're actually live streaming from the company, he gets very mad at us. I'm just going to say, just saying. But he probably has his own secret internet. That he can he use. probably does. He I'd probably has carved off 100 megabits. And my, at my old job, I did that. I had a, <laughs> s- a separate internet connection from the entire rest of the company. It was just an Ethernet cable on my desk. So I had to have my own internet separate from everybody else. Did this they know about this? Nope. <laughs> who was paying for it? I guess, I guess whoever paid the bills knew about it, but that was it. It was like there was like there was one drop in the entire building and it was on my desk. So when you get in, put in charge, you have all these responsibilities. <laughs> Is step one. How can I make this better for no, me first? I found it. Oh. It was like it was already hooked up in the room and nobody was using it. So some like, other asshole that was like working there before? Oh, Maybe. I was like, oh, sweet. I just got to fucking run an Ethernet cable to this and I got Is my this own the promo internet. company? Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I've been trying to download Battlefield 1 all day because I have been watching the uh, Xbox dashboard like a fucking hawk, as I'm sure some of you have been watching it as well because we announced today that our first app is about to go live on... The Xbox dashboard and on Apple TV. Apple TV, it's already out there. We're just kind of waiting. It for just went live. Are you shitting me? Like ten minutes ago. <laughs> okay, it just went live. Hey, raise your hand if you're watching this on an Apple TV or an Xbox One. Mm, ah, awesome. oh. uh, yeah, way to go, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Awesome hands. Way to go. Put your shirt back on. So, <clears throat> I really like the Surface Book a lot. My Surface Book has decided it's going to go sideways, and that's it. That's the life I live now. It's uh, it just slid sideways. That's it. Is there an orientation lock? There, there lock? is, yeah. and I did use it today, but it is not currently on. Restart it. I just restarted it. Gush, do you Hit think it. it's user error? Hard. I, I guarantee you it is. What's that? No, no, no. We were saying you're a piece of shit. Yeah, terrible. It's, it's Microsoft. Rotation lock is on. Well, that's probably. I can't turn it off. What a, what a novel concept, Gavin. 
I'm trying to figure out how to fucking turn it off. The way I turned it on was by clicking this Probably button. You have to make it, it a tablet again and then do it. I just did that, actually. If only we could have, like, Adam Baird here, but... <laughs> just if, some, if you had some Blizzard announcements shit. going on it, it would be, all, be <laughs> all over it. Yeah, if I had a fucking new Overwatch character on my <laughs> laptop, maybe he'd be here to help me with this then. That was a cool short. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. It was pretty good. Was I, good. I never... Un, until I saw the short, you know, there's been, like, this whole, like, ARG about uh, Sombra and everything. I never put two and two together that it's a Spanish word until, like, the character started speaking with a Spanish accent, and I was like, oh, okay. Does it mean sleep? Sense. It means uh, shade. Shade. Yeah. Hey, I just got out of back from Mexico. I don't know a fucking word of Spanish. Like, as made apparent <laughs> did by... Did you like, learn Spanish weekend. at school? Or sh- shadow, I should um, say, more appropriately. Yeah, what language, what, you, what language did Blaine take? Try to guess here. Oh. Gus, what language would Blaine take? French. I would say Italian, because he could pick up girls with Italian. I'd say Spanish, because this is Texas. But he just said he can't speak any Spanish. No, I'm saying he knew it and forgot it, is my guess. So, so it was I, Spanish. Um, at, UT, at UT, they have this uh, loophole for uh, athletes where basically they enroll in a community college that's in fucking, like, way out of nowhere, Texas. So if you're, t- if you're too buff and good looking, you don't have to take Spanish? Basically, if you play for the football team or whatever, they want you to pass, so they make you go through the easiest uh, community college. What so position I found out did about you play that. on I, the college I, football? I didn't. I found out about the loophole, and I was oh, like, okay. well, I'm signing up for this. And you signed up for Spanish in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. It really was, it was, really uh, beneficial to your education, huh? <laughs> I got Lupo good guys. grades, Lupo. I got good GPAs, and I got a good job for, as a result. I don't care. Yeah, but you're, you're, okay you're job. You, you, trust me, when you want to apply here, we look at your fucking GPA. That's what we'd like. Not not a 3.5 3. or above. We, we are really not, don't. We are not I guarantee that we don't do that. Graduate with honors. We, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> graduate with honors, guess. I had little tassels to show that I was special. That means you're smarter than me. Have you ever hired no, someone personally? Uh, yes. What do you look for in an employee of you? Um, I don't know. It's different for every position. It's different depending on, on what we're hiring for. Do you Google them? Do you see if there's of, naked pictures of course. them? I hired Patrick, I hired Adam Baird, and I hired Bethany. They all still work here. They all still work here. They're all here. good employees, too. We have a really high retention rate. Gus and I worked at a place, which was a good company. Lots of good people worked there. But we had a 300% turnover rate in oh. our worst year. For that, because it was tech support, and people would do that job for like four or five months, and then they would leave. If by the way, if you ever hear in an interview that you're overqualified, I know that's a really frustrating thing to hear, but it's a very accurate thing to tell someone that they're overqualified for a job because what the employer is telling you at that point in time is the second you get any other opportunity, you're going to leave. Right, you're going to be bored. Yes, really annoyed with this job. Hey, is your shit still broken? No, well, sort of. So people are saying if you hit Control Alt and either left or up arrow, it'll move it. Oh, cool. Now I have just have a bunch of sh- of apps on my screen, and I take it back to my normal just desktop. Is this uh, when- Windows, Windows D? Okay, let's do it. Windows we were D. talking about like old <laughs> being like aging and stuff like that. This is Bernie. We're witnessing him aging right now. It's just like it's it's doing random shit on me. What like, do I do? I'm God like, damn it! I feel like I'm in some beginner mode. I'm gonna hand this over to Blaine. He's gonna fix it for me. <laughs> Come on, young whippersnapper. Let's see what you got. Never the, dealt with one of these. Get me back to the desktop. Uh, right, fucker. Is as, as shitty as the new MacBook Pro is, I I, my old MacBook Air is still fine. I no, no, that's yeah. That. I, I did. I, I fucked with that thing too Didn't much. They get though. rid of that Windows we, 8 thing that goes over the top of the yeah. computer you want to use. How did you get that up? Oh, is it gone? Blaine removed your password. What's your password? <laughs> just say it. Say it in. No, that mic. hit X on that. You'll see it'll go right back to the old mode. Um, well, there was something that you started talking <laughs> about last week that we didn't get to. That I remembered about midweek. Well, what the fuck? Why don't you? There, there it is. What are you ta- ta- <laughs> yeah, you got it all fucked up. What? What? Why would you spring that on me? Google, I don't know. Google Fiber. What I want? Oh, fucking Google Fiber! Oh, so there we go. Strap in. When when they announced that they were going to put Google Fiber in Los Angeles, Gus, a lot of our friends 
I think maybe was Seattle announced as well? I don't remember. <laughs> but Los Angeles was definitely announced. And everybody, I seem to remember Greg Miller in particular. Maybe the, the, he's in San Francisco, though. Yeah. So maybe it was San Francisco. Anyway, some fuckers COVID. on the West Coast, they learned that Google Fiber was coming there, and they were all like, oh, thank God, we're finally going to get Google Fiber. All right, give me back my fucking laptop. Hold on. You little kid, get I off my lawn. <laughs> Didn't fix shit. What'd you do? Like yeah, the, I'm in the settings mode, I the got you worst, halfway there. There the you go. laptop. So uh, <laughs> we, we were saying at the time, don't fucking believe it. Two things you should never believe. Don't believe Google Fiber installation dates of when they're going to arrive in your city, okay. and don't believe Tesla dates when they say they're going to release a product. They're never correct. But to be fair, Go. when you are pioneering technology, it's going to drift. Well, fiber optic networks are not pioneering technology. No one here was, no one anywhere was offering gigabit as like cheap consumer internet anywhere. Right. right. But building a fiber network is not pioneering technology. I mean, offering it to the masses. I mean, we already have providers in Austin and Central Texas that do fiber to the home, like Grande. That's not a gigabit, though, is it? Yeah, they have gigabit in Wasn't Austin. Before Wasn't Google Fiber? After. Wasn't Google Fiber like a whole... Google I'm Fiber? Saying, yeah, it, it, everyone has I'm gigabit now because of Google Fiber. The hardware fiber. that already existed, that was not the, the difficult part. Wasn't it a bluff just to get the other internet? There we go. Yeah. There, yeah. That's exactly it. So, you could be annoyed at Google Fiber, but you have your gigabit connection to thank. You yeah. have them to thank for it. Which gig? I have AT&T gigabit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. In Austin, there are... If you count Google Fiber, there are three different service providers that can offer you gigabit. And then Time Warner or Spectrum or whatever the fuck they're called now offers up to 300 megabit. Mm -hmm. And all of that happened because Google Fiber announced they were going to be here. I switched from Time Warner to AT&T. I never thought I'd that? switch off a 300 megabit connection. That was too slow. <laughs> what? To, you, fl you switched off of Google Fiber to AT&T? Is that what you said? You weren't listening. Off of Time I Warner. wasn't listening. I'm trying to fix my fucking it's laptop. Fine. It's fine. But, you know. Off of Spectrum, as they're known now. Why? Oh, Time Warner? Why? Mm. Do that. I think it's after the charter acquisition. Okay. This is like the merger between Charter oh, is, and Time Warner. Like, are they just Everybody's growing bigger in foreign bigger? language at this point? Dude, speaking of cool technology, I read something today, <laughs> apparently. My laptop's in, like, crazy <laughs> mode. It's, like, installing <laughs> shit now. It's just off the charts. Let's see if you can get it to a blue screen. I no. you can. Do they, do they get rid of the blue screen, or is that still I a thing? I hope not. Yeah, they just changed something else. Black screen. Yeah, yeah now it's, like, the so apparently, screen with the spinning dial. technology been developed where you don't have to cremate someone now. Go ahead. They, um... This, this like CG video I watched. They slide in this corpse, okay. blast it with liquid nitrogen, completely freeze it <gasps> solid through. That and then the table, the table that they're on, vibrates and shakes, and, and, it they, them? and they crumple to pieces into dust. And then they freeze dry it, and then you could be buried in like a lump that's about this big. T one thousands them bones and all. It, that's, what do you that's, think? That's T1 and T2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess so, what? Yeah. It's fucking cool. It's actually part of physics. It's not just part of the Terminator <laughs> No, 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 no. James Cameron invented this. So, <laughs> I was trying to come to the story, but it's like, T1000. <laughs> <laughs> it's like T1000, Terminator movie. T1000. What, what would take more energy, Gus, to make enough heat to incinerate a human body or to make enough liquid nitrogen? I think the thinking is, is to that do when like you're- eighth grade science experiment. When you're buried out. and you're a charred mess, you, you don't really provide as much nutrients to the ground and for plants, but if you're frozen and still that's not, bitty... That's not a twist. It's not? Thanks, can I get the thing? So then, uh, you me, can grow plants out of you. Why, so when why, you thaw out? Why don't we outlaw embalming? We should. It's just like... Waste of space. That's just mathematics at some point that we're going to run out of materials to make people if we don't like... Also, you're, you're, you're filling them with chemicals so that they don't decompose naturally. Right. And that, so they're never going to go away. You put someone like that in the ground, you're contaminating that area. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It should like, not be allowed. And it's like that, 
All those materials oh, are look, not. Oh, here it is. Thing. Oh, yeah, this have... is. You should start earlier in the video, though, because that. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Just fucking liquefies. It looked a lot like the Terminator. It yeah. looked a right? lot like that. <laughs> my uh, my one of my great uncles used to work. I don't know what he was doing. I think in construction or something like that. At he one used point, to freeze bodies were, and smash them. Well, no, they were exhuming corpses and moving them to a different cemetery because they were going to build on the old cemetery. Dude, stay the fuck away from your uncle. And back in the day. They didn't know, like, and they didn't have the machines and stuff like that to know if someone was dead. And that movie was called Poltergeist. They didn't, Gus, they didn't have the machines to know whether or not somebody was dead. <laughs> they didn't have the five signs of death yet. Well, they didn't have the machine, you know, yeah, yeah, that the, machine, the death machine. The, de the, the, the deathometer. <laughs> Listen, no, they didn't have, like, a heart rate monitor and stuff like that. Like, this is way like back when. Like a deathscope. Death <laughs> so anyways, they're exhuming these bodies. Sometimes sense. the coffin would fall apart because it's been down there and it's been decomposed and stuff yeah. like that. And they'd find bodies, like, or they'd find, like, you know, scratch marks within the coffin because people would be buried alive. No, they're fuck. They're sick. I shit you no, not. They were, they were screwing that. with little blame. <laughs> this, no, 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 no. My mom told me this. How many did they find? Like a half dozen of these? There's a pretty good amount. I don't know. I don't know. People used to get buried alive all the time by it. Are you calling my mother a liar? I'm not calling your mother a liar. You're calling my mother a liar. I'm saying your uncle's a liar and he told your mother a lie and she passed it along because she trusts her brother. It's your brother? No, it's like, uh, no, it's her. It's her uncle. So it's my great uncle. It's your great uncle. So her, un her uncle decided to play a practical joke on his niece. It's not a practical joke. It's real. And then the ex don't lie. The ex that my mom is an ex e c k. We should use a deathoscope on that story. Also, <laughs> my grandma almost uh, got buried alive. She had like a super like heavy cold. They started getting her body ready and stuff like that. Apparently, what they used to do is they cut off a lock of hair before burying you because you had a lock of hair or whatever. I don't know why. And they poked her with the scissors when they're cutting her, and then it woke her up. So can you imagine being at that funeral where it's like, <gasps> do you think that happened? I think it's. Did oh, you yeah. grow up yes. like in an ancient Native American tribe or something? I mean, what are we learning here? It's a part like, Native American. Look at my belt. G G Blaine is like from the 1200s when they didn't know how to bury people. Look at my belt. Here's, here's, a, here's America. <laughs> here's a really interesting thing though: is that his uncle dug up bodies and moved them. Right. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the mid 80s, Poltergeist by Steven Spielberg. It turns out that. It's Tobe Hooper directed it. I don't want to get like people yelling at me that Steven Spielberg didn't actually direct the Tobe movie. Hooper? Tobe Hooper? Tobe Hooper. Uh, <laughs> they moved the bodies, and they built a suburban neighborhood over the, the old cemetery. But they didn't move the bodies. That was the big trick. So that's what caused all the spiritual activity in the area. My uncle, to bring this back around to the uncle story, my uncle- Great uncle? Is not my great uncle. That would make it really very coincidental. My uncle is in the movie Poltergeist, and he's the guy that they explain it to that, like, sets up the whole premise for the movie. He's mm. a guy looking at a house, and Craig T. Nelson, his character, explains to my uncle Noel Conlon the, how they, like, relocated stuff. Or how they, they built the suburban area in phases. Broadcast, find that. I want to find that clip. What does your uncle look like? He just looks like a dude from the eighties. <laughs> he looks like a home, uh, like a, a first time home buyer in the eighties. He fucking he, he he. The entire time I've known him, he has never hit zero on the death meter, <laughs> not one time. He's a very healthy individual. Listen. Wait, it's, it's zero, zero means no death though. <laughs> and one is death. What does this machine look like? They don't, they don't like. It's a heart rate monitor. I think I was referring to a heart rate monitor. I just imagine this guy pulls. Is, is that him? Okay, so that's the scene. That's uh, Craig T. Nelson's boss. No, they're in a kitchen. I don't think they're going to have this uh, uh, still of this shot. He's in the kitchen talking to uh, my uncle. You don't know what my uncle looks like <laughs> in the control room, but look up Noel Conlon, and you'll be able to find him that way. Yeah, they just go through uh, as IMDb. Uh, here, let me, while, while I do that, I want to read this right here. Do it. want to remind everyone, this episode of Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Casper. 
Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. Casper combines two technologies, springy latex foam and supportive memory foam, to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. The breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature throughout the night. Uh, I've got a Casper. I've talked about it many times. Super soft, super comfortable. Love that mattress. Uh, you can buy it easily online and completely risk-free. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality you spent a third of your life on. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns with a 100-day period so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. Casper offers free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-size mattress. Compared to industry averages, outstanding price point. You can save an additional $50 toward a mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash RT, entering promo code RT. It's casper.com slash RT, promo code RT. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to Casper for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Podcast and the Deathometer. I mean, would you like to be frozen and shaken to pieces? I don't care. I don't give a fuck what happens to me. <laughs> the necroscope. Like, what would that look like? A body that's been frozen solid, and then... We just saw what it would look like. like a but then, what if you just thaw it out, are you just left with... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, bits. It, like, like, someone went through dust. A, yeah, like, someone went through a grinder. Yeah. It's, it seems like it would be... Breaks, though. You could just feed a body to an animal, and that'd be no energy at all. Would you be okay with that? My body being fed to animals? Sure. Uh... Yeah, it's fine. I don't know, I'm dead. I think it depends on the animal, but I think I'm okay with it too. Like what, snakes? What, 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 no. no snakes. What animal is unacceptable? Pig. Snakes. Why? I don't know. Snakes. You asked me. That's pig, pig is a delicious. delicious Would you animal. donate every organ in your body? Are you an organ donor? Yeah. Are there any that you wouldn't? No. I wouldn't want to be eaten by an animal that humans don't eat. Do eat. Oh, yeah. Do eat. Yeah, like yeah, you I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be then be eaten want, by proxy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be eaten. Let me throw one out. Birds, I would take. I'd be pecked to shreds by crows. Wolves? That I don't like. Wolves. Crocodile? Yeah. You, you, you're it, dude, crocodile. if I could be swallowed whole by a snake or a, or a crocodile, that's even better. No snakes. <laughs> I think crocodiles don't swallow whole, though. I mean, death row. Yeah. It's the worst. According to Crocodile Dundee, they tuck you up in a log and then come back and chew on you later. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I remember that. It's like stupid things you remember when you're a kid that you see. I remember crocodile Dundee scaring the shit out of me about how a crocodile kills somebody and eats them. I remember my mom telling me about my uncle <laughs> assuming bodies. Yeah, my dad, he had a job as an alligator wrestler. No, but I would I, if I were dead, I would not care. Like I've always said that I don't even want to be embalmed. I guess they have to embalm you because they embalm everyone. I think they. I think it's like standard practice. Do that if you're going to be cremated, though. Do you? No. It's just a wax. You're just a candle. <laughs> right. You are the wax. I just think like bury somebody under a tree. There's a thing where you can get an urn now, and they put a tree as part of it. And they plant the whole thing. I think that's dope because yeah. I like the idea of you becoming a tree. Yeah, that's you, really yeah. Cool. Like when they, when they just tuck you in a fetal position. Did you ever read any Orson Scott card books? I'm asking, knowing that probably no one has. That's no. insulting. Did you read anything beyond Ender's Game? No. So xenophobia. There's this thing about uh, animals becoming trees. It's like a second stage of their life where they like. The, the trees are alive, and they communicate slowly over a long period of time. It was nice. Like time moves differently for a tree? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And it's uh, the way they communicate with each other is very drawn out. How fucking lame would it be to is just be like a tree, though? I don't know. They you get fed the to a wolf, and you're part of the wolf, and you get to go <laughs> hump other wolves. And <laughs> Why is it all? Okay, okay, stuff. I want to I say something here. What? Why does it always come back to humping and sex with you? Because we talked about this tree Because I'm young, and we I'm We talked horny. about this tree thing before, and you said... 
that it would be awesome to be a tree and have like your grandkids under you losing their virginity oh, yeah. to make acorns all day. And, and now you're talking about me. being in a wolf so that this wolf can hump other Think wolves. Think about it, Blaine. You can like in the spring you fucking pollinate all over everybody. <laughs> take it, take it. You drop you drop that <laughs> pollen all over cars. <laughs> you're, t- you're pollinating on people's cars. What life, dude. <laughs> so you're loving it. Making people sneeze. Bernie changed my mind. I'll be a tree. Pollinate straight up people's noses. <laughs> Making them sneeze. <laughs> your tree jizz. People are allergic to it. <laughs> I, uh, Climb I me hard. By the way, it's coming. Slut. Allergy oh! season in Austin is coming. Oh, no! I like, oh, no, but don't even move. I don't have any t- towels. At, uh, God, that is the lamest thing. Gavin just spilled his beer everywhere. Didn't move a muscle. Like, didn't <laughs> okay. attempt to, like... I don't have anything... To absorb. Just let what it happen. You, what would you have done there? Do you want me to pick it pick up and, it up and go on, the carpet? Go on, sip, 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 and made it stop. <laughs> I could have We went that. to, uh, to, Blaine and I went to Brandon's wedding over the weekend, and he, Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> I had just had a new drink put down right in front of me. Brandon came by to say hello, you know, as married couples do, and he got to the table, then he immediately, with his arm, just knocked my entire drink right into my lap. <laughs> like, I- it, like, it, like, it went... From the time it was on the table to it was in my lap, it might have been about three seconds. Can I ask you a question? When you do that, when you knock over a glass, you've done this before, right? Yes. At a, at a, it's awful. Do you guys get an adrenaline rush when that happens, unlike anything else? Do you <laughs> no, have anything no, like that? Way. When I knock something over, I don't know. I have a reaction to it. It's like, I'm like... Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan, where the whole world gets flat and like I hear things from a distance. I do. I get like this really, and it only happens when I knock over a glass with water. Imagine you spilling a glass, all your vision goes like, and then you just (laughs) dive out a window. No, it's like I get like this, like this, like reaction, like oh my god, it's like, and I don't know why. I don't know why. So you guys don't have that at all ever. I know I get a little bit of rush because it's just like, (laughs) you know, like it's like an impulsive. If I catch the drink before it spills, you get like. Yeah, that was cool. No, that's but, uh, cool. That's about it, though. Then you gotta find a way to play it off. It's like a trick shot video where they throw the basketball, bounces off the roof, <laughs> hits off the windshield of the car, and then goes into the hoop. Yeah. The guy, you can tell he's been doing it for five hours. And, and the best videos are he just walks away like, no big deal. Right. But they can't ever do that because they've been doing it for five hours. So they always freak the fuck out. Like, to me, it ruins the video. They just go, okay, and then just leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're cool. I can understand why they can't bring himself to do Je- it. Jeff and I had that reaction when we were doing it virtually in, in Skyrim, tossing cabbages that one time for trick shot. Oh, we I remember that. We out of our seats. I, was, flew into the I was in the other room. I heard you guys. Yeah. Everyone, everyone screaming came like crazy. There was a video on, or a gif on Reddit where it <coughs> seemed like they were playing off of that, where they had cabbages. Did you see it? Dick butt? Yeah, and they <laughs> panned over and it was a huge dick butt made out of cabbages. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. I actually thought it was your video right up until that moment. It looks the same. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the, the same, same game. game. <laughs> Are you playing Skyrim again? No. I, although I, I did something today that I can't believe that I did. What'd you do? I loaded up Minecraft and went to play Minecraft. Because I was going to download Titanfall 2 to be able to talk about it. I was going to play some of the campaign and talk about it on the podcast. But our, our internet, it's a first of all, it's a 45 gig install. What's that about? 45 gigabyte game. What do you mean? That's enormous. Well, how, do, how big do you think a Blu-ray is? They're all that big on. It's it's about like right. This big. Fifty gigs. To be clear, this is the digital download. You're not taking it from a disc, and it's all this stuff that. That is correct. If, if okay. a game, Thanks for clarifying. He, yeah, his internet speed has no uh, bearing on how fast he copies data off of a disc. You send it from the disc to the internet, and then back down. <laughs> the Somewhere a wolf fucks it in the cloud, <laughs> and then it comes back down. But I mean, a Blu-ray is yeah. twenty-five or fifty gigs, right? Depending on number of layers. Sure. Yeah. 
So it's going to be one of them. 45 gigs is like, that's too much for a game. No, it isn't. No. We've installed, I've installed games my whole life. Think of what is on that disc. Eight gigs, that's all you need for a Think game. Think of the textures, the Never developed a game. Griff Ball, that's about <laughs> it. That eight gigs is all you need. If they can make Halo, how big is Halo? Halo's pretty big. Like 30 gigs? Halo. 45 five. gigs too much. I like much. I like a lot of gigs because it feels I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Really? If I pay 60 bucks and it's it's and it's 12 megs, I'll be like, what is this? Well to I couldn't download when it launched, Halo 5 took up to 60 gigs. Halo 5 took 60 gigs? Mm -hmm. Ooh. It's a pretty game. It's too much. It's too much. That's how big games are. What are you doing with that? People are just sticking stuff in there, like recipes in text files and stuff to get up to text 60 Text files gigabytes. aren't big. I know, but I'm saying it's like they're just padding it at that point <laughs> to be like, like you. Like they want the, to please the guy who downloads it and he wants 60 gigs. Anyway, after three hours, I was 10% of the way through the download for Titanfall 2, so I said, fuck it. I downloaded and installed Minecraft instead. I don't know what made me do that. I yeah. almost was late for the podcast. Because I was you playing just, Minecraft. You just were bored and wanted something to play? Yeah, I was just I was thought, I want to play a video game. And oh, so yeah. I, I, I get that feeling So your sometimes. thought process was, I'm going to stop the download of this one game that I've been waiting on. Well, because it wouldn't be done in time. And right? wait and download another game. Minecraft, for instance, is only like 18 gigs. <laughs> How big is <laughs> Minecraft? It's like 5 megs? How big is that game? I think it's just a few gigs, isn't it? It's not, I don't even think it's a few gigs. I mean, I know that Minecraft- it's Clearly not the best It's very poorly optimized as Was a game. Was it on the like Xbox not... One? No. What? I never- I have never played Minecraft on the Xbox. It's on the PC. I don't have a- I'm- I'm- I don't think I have a single achievement. My kids might have accidentally gotten an achievement for me. No complaints. But, uh, yeah. Minecraft needs about 200 megabytes of disk space. There you go. Oh, okay. That's a game. Two and a half billion dollars. They paid uh, for that game. People are arguing that it should be 20. What should be 20? 20 megabytes. Somewhere between 20 and 200 megabytes, depending on That's world. As opposed history. to 45 gigs. It's the textures. High quality. I'm telling you. Sound. I have, now listen, I haven't played Titanfall 2, so I don't know. Might be worth the 45 gig download. We'll see. I would say it is. But I'm saying if they can make Doctor things. Strange, Doctor Strange is going to be like 8 gigs. That's, <laughs> you know, it's going to tell me Titanfall 2 is going to look better than Doctor Strange. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking lunatic today. <laughs> I saw Doctor Strange. I saw the first hour of Doctor Strange and then had to leave. You don't like it? No. Or you got sick? I Nope. <laughs> no, yeah. I felt they had a death meter on me. And it was really <laughs> starting to ping. No, I had to... Uh, I got invited to go to the IMAX screening uh, for Doctor Strange Thursday. But I forgot I had booked a speaking engagement for the University of Texas's longest-running speaker series and so i was like couldn't say no to that because that's my own mater and i forgot that i planned it like six months ago yeah. i actually had my calendar is november 9th luckily the dude wrote me and goes hey we're gonna see you on thursday looking forward to it i'm like oh whoa shit yeah. november 4th not november 9th or whatever november 11th is what i had it. it's funny because yeah. spoiler alert that's my that's my uncle no hey look at him you know what say it no that's my uncle that's oh that's my uncle <laughs> <laughs> hey who's that handsome guy you should get those glasses. He was also on, uh, you might remember the show. He looks like Robert Culp. Uh, I think everybody is from the 80s. Uh, Thanks, Mike, for finding that. It's thing. Dick, thank you very much. It's Dick Clark and Ed McMahon's prank oh, show. Oh, 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 yeah. Bloopers that. and practical jokes. Yeah, yeah. He was like on that a couple different times, like as like, part of the joke. Like he was, he was a used car salesman oh. that like made a guy buy a jalopy, you know, or something. Whatever passed is like a really edgy joke in the 80s. You <laughs> I used to love that show. When I know. I was a kid. They had little cartoons. They had the little cartoon janitors yeah. sweeping everything up. Yeah. The broken light bulbs and stuff. 
Somebody, somebody, I saw the funniest thing the other day, which was like the progression of privacy on the internet, which was, uh, it was Uber. It was like, uh, 2000, don't give anybody, don't talk to anybody you don't know online. Uh, 2008, don't get in anybody's stranger's car, you know. 2016, literally use the internet to get a stranger to come pick you up in their car. <laughs> and then <laughs> listen to them talk at you for however long your car ride is. The, uh, no, taxis are 10 times worse. Yeah. Taxi, I have to go to... Well, now you all got to go to hear about is how Uber's killing them. I know. They, t- a taxi ride is like a 20-minute commercial for Uber. That's exactly right. Yeah. You need to know how to shut it down. I'm telling you. You're too friendly in the first response. you got to be just flat with your first response. Like, fine, how are you? And that's I it. always they am. Talk to Trust you me. Again. I am not a yeah, friendly Gus person. Yeah, Gus is a master of that And shit. they still, they still are unrelated. Well, why don't they talk to me then? Which, now I'm insulted. I don't know. Nobody ever had chats to me. I got a friendly face, I guess. The key is headphones. Just plug in headphones. I, uh, I I felt very lucky when we were in Mexico. Yeah. Because I could just play dumb, like I couldn't speak. So you'd get in an Uber. Huh. And be like, and wow. it's it's great getting in a an Uber in another country because then you just like, I don't know. I got told that uh, I speak very good Spanish for a Korean. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was doing some shopping. I guess Kia built like a big factory down there, so there's a bunch of Koreans in the area now. Yeah. And uh, the woman. Assumed I was there with the Kia factory. That was a crazy fucking wedding. Yeah, it was like any good stories. Yeah, we went to, we went to oh, what is that place called? Sesame Street, but like Mexican Sesame Street. Plaza Sesamo. Plaza Sesamo. Is that what it's called? <laughs> this was the most surreal theme park because it was like barren. There was like no one there, but like maybe twenty kids running around. And it was one of those things that they didn't have the park fully staffed, so there were some rides that were shut down. And there were some rides that you'd go up to them, and then they would break, and then they'd be like, hey, come back in five minutes, and then you'd go back and you'd No way. Seriously? Yeah, we did it, too. There was one, I mean, that was like, it spun you in the air. I thought I was going to die. Um, and we, you could hear, like, the engine backfiring while no you were on the ride. No shit. That's it was, awesome. It was such a weird... Like Barbara got kidnapped by with the pink one. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and then they followed us around. What's the, the video? You got a guy kidnapped by the pink one. What there was like mean? a pink, like f- whatever the fuck, Muppet the sesame, sesame thing. Street. Was it pink Elmo? No, it was, no, it was no. a girl pink thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, they grabbed her by the hand and started leading her away, and we were like, ah, ha ha ha! And then after a while, we we're like, oh, it's like it's taking her. We'll, we'll never see her again. And Did then you go, Gus? It followed us around. No, I I, I would have liked to have gone. You didn't it get invited? It sounded like a really fun time. You were in Mexico. Why didn't I you was. go? I went all the way down to Mexico. So they just, they, you went all the way down to Mexico with Gus. Yeah. And then didn't invite him when you guys went out? You literally went as a group? Did you go in the bus with them? I, I didn't. I was out of town. So I, had had I, him, I hadn't so. seen you before then. I don't know if I was. Did you fart on him again? In town. Huh? What? Did I fart on him? You farted on him emotionally. I did fart a lot in the bus, though. That bus um, was that makes me Gus is not saying anything, but Gus is looking straight ahead of this computer. I'm looking for I'm looking for information right now. Are you looking for information about Plaza Sesame? I'm trying to find out the name of the pink character. Yeah, uh, Elmo. It followed us around though. We went into a gift shop. It was like it looked like a gift shop from like North Korea because there was like no one in there and like there was like not that many things being sold. And then we looked outside and and it was like looking in at us, like watching us. It was funny, but it was also got a little strange. No, we discussed it. I was, we listened to you talk the way you described it. It was like a gift shop in North Korea. It's like so fucking specific. It was like, oh yeah, of course. You know exactly what that's like. Yeah, it was like a convenience (laughs) store in Yemen. (laughs) You know those Yemeni clerks. (laughs) A gift shop in North Korea. How many of those have you been in? How is this like an unrelatable thing? (laughs) No, no, it just seemed like it was just a very empty... Place that had like really strange <laughs> things for sale, and what do you think is the most unrelatable simile that's ever been? I don't know. Cut? I'm trying to think of it. I can't even. I can't even imagine it. You know when you're digging a hole on the moon? And yeah. You know that... <laughs> you know when you find yourself in a penguin den. <laughs> 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 like... 
<laughs> but on the uh, on the way back, uh, since I, since I didn't take the bus, I had to fly because uh, I flew from Monterey to Houston to Houston Austin. Mm. And you guys know there was I guess a lot of bad weather over the weekend here in Austin, lots of rain. Yeah. So when I was flying from Houston to Austin, uh, normally it's like a forty-five minute flight, probably even less, but it took like an hour and a half because I had to fly around all the weather. And um, I could tell like we're getting ready to start our descent. I was like, okay, I need to run. I'm gonna take a piss. And then, like, right before I get up to go to the bathroom, this woman gets up, goes to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, I'll wait till, I'll wait till she's done. And she must have been taking a dump or something because I'm sitting there forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally she gets out, like, okay, okay, I'm going gonna to run back there and take a piss. So I run back. The seatbelt sign is on at this point. We, you know, we're, we're beginning our descent. I'm like, all right. I unzip my pants, standing up, start peeing. The second piss starts coming out of my dick, <laughs> turbulence. <laughs> oh! And it's like a fire hose that you can't control. So I'm, like, trying to aim piss into the toilet while the plane's doing this. Yeah. Trying to hit a moving target. Are you one of those it's people that when battle. you start, you can't stop? I cannot stop. I don't understand that. I cannot I never stop. I, mean, I, I, I can stop for like 10 seconds, but I, I'm not going to be able to stop and put my pants right. back up. Yeah, I'm not going to go back to, to business. Yeah. Like you can't half empty. Right? And th- this was not, but I can stop too. I can like... This was not a brief moment of turbulence. <laughs> this was the beginning of a long period of turbulence. Oh, really? So I stand there. <laughs> I, I, I drenched that bathroom. And... Uh, I was trying to get out, but the turbulence was so bad I couldn't open the door. <laughs> Jesus, because it was like it, like I would try to push it, but then I would get like thrown back, so I couldn't. So were you like forward. coming bouncing off the ground instead? Yes, it was Did very it rough. It was it was very rough. And where were you at this point? In the uh, world? Between Houston and Austin. Between Houston, so okay, so you were coming to Austin. Yeah. So it. like eventually, I like I managed to shove my way out of the door, and I come out into the galley, and the flight attendant is literally sitting on the ground. Wow. She's like sitting on the ground, bracing herself with the cart. And she looks at me, and she goes. You better sit on the ground too. So I had to sit on the ground with the flight attendant in the galley Gross. to wait for the the turbulence like, side of it. And she was like, Prince. she was like, okay, run, run to your seat. It, it was some of the worst turbulence I'd experienced. You know, I, I, I and it was, was right when I had my dick in my hand. So did that anyone was, that was perfect timing? Did anyone laugh at you when you came out and sat on the ground? No, <laughs> piss on yourself at all? Huh? Did you get, like, uh, no, I did not. I, I managed to avoid that. I'd like to imagine you came out just like covered in piss, <laughs> just drenched. I, I think you just you came up the with. No, I was trying to get out of there. Really? So you pissed all over oh. the bathroom, and you didn't clean anything? I think I just found my dream episode of Slow Mo Guys. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I, don't, I, I was just trying to get out of there. The turbulence was really bad. So you pissed all over the bathroom and did not clean it up. I don't know, man. It was life or death. How far off target were you? <laughs> it was in the vicinity you could open the door. of Did the you toilet. piss on the flusher? No, I don't think I got any on the flusher. Okay. That's the only thing people touch in there. True. In the, in the tap. You probably should have gone to the sink at that point. Just piss in the sink because it's like right there. That's a small hole, though. Yeah, but it's like at level, so oh, it's, it's not like there's no level. trajectory, right? To account there's for there's less it. physics involved, right? <laughs> I, 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 was, I was just trying to stay on the bull. <laughs> stay on target. Just stay on could've target. Sat down. So why do they want you on the ground? I could have. I guess I could have. Call me crazy, but then it would have come back up on uh, you. They want me on the ground. I guess because they don't want my head too close to the the roof since I didn't have a a seatbelt on. They don't want you to bang your head. No, I'm bang my head. It's not about falling down. It's about Topping out. What right. if what if you had knocked yourself unconscious? <laughs> I thought about it. You, your dick is out. You're like, uh. I thought about it. I had like one hand on the ceiling, like trying to make <laughs> well, sure that I didn't hit my head. Airplane bathrooms too. It's like this little slope, yeah. little slope right there. That I mean, you're uh, for me. I'm practically hitting my head on it anyway. So you must be in the same situation because yeah. you're just barely shorter than I am. Yeah, that, that always upsets. <laughs> I'm not shorter than Bernie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the tallest person. Can, in the you know those toilets? That, though. that is bullshit. Adam Ellis. Adam well, Laird. Nah. Brian, I'm at the real company. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Got this fucking thing we have today. You know those toilets, though. They're not the kind that have water in them already. They're usually just 
sort of locked in. So when you piss in them, they fill up. So if you were doing twos, it would be storing all of your piss and poo. And if that was when turbulence hit, there's no way it wouldn't have sloshed oh. into your why undercarriage. You, why did your mind go to this? Because it was so gross. Good point. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, it was an excellent point. I mean, that must have happened before. Did I you hit the button? A, I wonder if a poo has ever leapt from the bottom of the bowl out onto the floor in a plane. What I do you do? What do you do? Gavin, that happens to you. What are you doing? Leave. You do a gust. You get out. You leave. Really? <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> what you do? It's, it's like the parking It's like the parking lot. Someone comes in. <laughs> they're like, I was having wet. a fine day. Now there's a shit on the floor. <laughs> it's going to be a piss-soaked turd. <laughs> and it's not, you're not going to be to pick it up in one piece. It'll crumble. Blaine's taking pictures <laughs> with it. He's taking selfies with that. That happens. <laughs> You know he is. <laughs> you almost did that to yourself. Yeah. I'd probably just apologize a lot and be like, I can't handle that. Just a giant roly poly <laughs> on the ground. Or I'd ask for gloves. You can do anything with rubber gloves. You would not pick up your own shit with a glove. Yep. What would you, what would you no, do you with wouldn't. <laughs> after you'd be doing this. After you were done, what would you do with the glove? Well, you turn them inside out, don't you? Bin them. Bin them. Okay. Would you go? Oh my god. <laughs> Why uh, are what? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, never mind. It's just can, too much. Get into it. yeah. It's just too much. <laughs> it's all right. Blade, you took it too far. <laughs> We've lost Gavin. <laughs> so I went and did something this weekend. I went to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've never. Cheesesteaks. Oh, so freaking good. Really so good. Although I gotta say, there's a really great cheesesteak that's in Austin, and now it's like having gone to Philadelphia, never been there before. Lovely city. I had a Quiznos once. Absolutely. Oh, really. Well, okay, well, never mind my story. I gotta hear this. Let's hear about this Quiznos cheese. Story. Honestly, I'm still stuck on the turds. How'd you story. get in? So now I'm thinking of. Did you have a reservation? Cheese steaks and turds. Are, are you. Do you know a guy? Were you talking about Way South Philly? No, I'm talking about Delaware Subs. Oh. That's a great cheesesteak, dude. I think Way South Philly is better. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, they would so put. You went to Philly for a Delaware sub? We, there was this place right by the old office in Buda where it was a hardware store. Oh, so good. And we haven't talked about this place in years. <clears throat> but it was a hardware store, and then they would cook barbecue there as well. And they had the place a- place upstairs? Eh? Was it upstairs? No. No? Oh, okay. Upstairs no. from our thing? We were on the top floor. It was beautiful. <laughs> we're in two floors. The, uh, but they had a, uh, a cheesesteak that was made out of brisket. Like, it was sliced brisket. And it had jalapenos in it, and it was so freaking good. It was like a cross between a chopped beef sandwich and a Philly cheesesteak. How it many was, calories? Who the fuck knows? I mean, really, I have no clue. I mean, it was just... But it's, you, how do you count calories on barbecue? It's how just big? a slab of meat. How big? It's, just, it's sandwich-sized. It's probably, that, is the, that, is, that can range from this to this. It was it's prob- a hoagie. Yeah, it was, it was a okay, hoagie. It was okay. probably <clears throat> third of a pound of meat. Somewhere between a quarter sure. and a half. Yeah. Well, well the place out of business. Gus, I'm blaming you're not going to go there and eat it. Anyway. calories. Yeah, it was called... Uh, it was Big Oak Barbecue. Big Oak. And it was Big Oak Philly. What is the worst mess you've cleaned up? Uh, I've cleaned up throw up from a lot of people, and I've got two kids, so they're gross as shit. Um, <laughs> I one time threw up after changing a diaper. I did. Got me out of diaper duty for like a year. <laughs> Jordan was like, she's like, all right, clearly can't handle this. Forget it. So, is what, it, if it's your yeah. own kid, though, it doesn't count. If I did, what, what, if you I threw grossed up? out by your own kid's poop? It's it can get it can get to be a nightmare. You're grossed I mean, out by your own poop. You're grossed out by your own hypothetical poop. That's right. Like You're kids. vomiting over there because we suggested that you might see one of your own poops. I'm talking poops. about fully grown man poop. Kid, like... I thought we were talking about your poop. Kids will surprise you sometimes. Kids' butt mud is like, it's not really poop, is it? You're thinking about infants. Like, you get them up to, like, six months. 
and they're still in diapers and not be yet potty trained, they can get some serious business going. Oh, yeah. You can get some serious business. Like, and then, then they, they barf and everything else. And I mean, in college, I would clean up after people who threw up. I had to do that occasionally. Why? Why? Pledge? Why'd they do it? No, that wasn't like a pledge thing. It was just like, you know, somebody threw up and they were in a bad state. What are you going to do? Leave it in the morning for them to clean it up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you don't get fucking wasted. What about you, Blaine? Have you cleaned up any just gnarly messes, like gloves on, sort of spray it down? Yeah. There was this one time I was an officer at my co op and some homeless people broke into our stairwell and shit everywhere. <laughs> oh. And, uh,. Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad mess. There's shit everywhere. That's bad, dude. And then, like, he's Texas heat, so it just kind of cooked in there for a while, and it's humid. It's grim. Shit smell. <laughs> I, heard, I just heard a noise come out of the control room. I've never heard. Somebody just in the control room just went, ho! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't someone dump outside the Congress office? So here's the other thing. Yes. Uh, here's oh the other tweet, which I love this <laughs> fucking tweet, about privacy online. And this is by EEDRK on Twitter. Since 2013, I better use a fake name online. 2015, I guess I can use my real name. 2017, sorry to my fans for being late posting today's butthole pic. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I would love to see like what the internet looks like in five years. Like, because it seems like this escalating war of things that people do to get an audience. And it's just like, I mean, there's going to be people who like kill somebody on camera or something like that. There's going to be something like that, right? I mean, I see these I mean, prank already- guys, and they're just like, they're basically like walking into situations where someone will beat the shit out of them, you know? And they do that, and they call it a prank. Or a I feel like that's past, though. You think the prank is over? I see less of that now. Hmm. Those sort prank of videos. like, I think, I, think it goes in, I think it goes in cycles, and I think every cycle gets I, bigger. In my mind- We were in a down cycle, now we're getting back into an up cycle again. In my mind, like, the prank and the social experiment type videos were always closely linked, and I'm glad to see that, like, the social experiment videos are- yeah, pretty much. Gone. They were all over Facebook last year. Mm-hmm. I think people started realizing how many of them were set up or fake or. Who was had the kid actors. that faked his uh, friends? He like kidnapped the guy and then faked the that whole thing. Wasn't that uh, Sam Pepper? He or, was involved in that, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. faked an abduction from somebody. I, somebody. Yeah, and then faked someone's shooting someone. Yeah. I feel like that was like okay. We really need to decline on the, the prank videos. I think we're gonna. See, I think it's gonna go like this. Tick, 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 tick. Let's go up, 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 up. You gonna do a sweet prank video? What's that? I still like pranks. I still like real pranks, like, like safe ones that don't hurt anyone. Pranks, like fake Star Wars screenings. Yeah, that's funny. That's it, or like, are you are you going to the Rogue Ones uh, preview? Are you? Wait, I'm going to the the one where as a company. Where I'm going to that one. No, we're talking about the one next week. Don't don't do this to me, guys. I can't handle this. I'm really excited for Rogue One. Because, like, we're going to be wrapping... I, I can't make heads or tails of it. What? You've got R2-D2 socks on. I bet you're excited. Yeah. The Rogue One. And I listen, I'm getting to be a bad predictor of movies. I just, like... I think I've just reached this point now where it's like, I'm going to try to keep my expectations low, and I'll be pleasantly surprised. Doctor Strange? I was like, no way they can make that comic into a movie. There's no way. Fights all mysticism and garbage. No one's going to identify with that. Fucking great movie. You first like that? First the hour. hour that I saw? Yeah. Why'd you bother going if it was only an hour? Oh, it's a long story. <laughs> I laughed because you said you had to leave for a speaking engagement. That was like part of the movie, his little origin. Remember with ah, Oh, yeah, he says you like going to my speaking engagement. That was really funny because we were sitting there. Ashley was sitting next to me and I had to leave her in IMAX. And by the way, IMAX great theater, it is impossible to get out of your row mm-hmm. without disturbing literally every person in the theater. I'm so paranoid about it. I intentionally sit on the aisle. You should. It's like I don't want if I I, I almost never go there, mm. but if I do go, I sit on the aisle cuz like 
I, don't, I know I'm not going to have to get up, but if I have to, I don't want to have to bother 40 people Ashley on the way knew out. we had to leave early. She sat dead center. She got there just before I did. She sat dead center, which they were great seats. No reserve seats there? No, no reserve no. seats there. You got to wait in line. Yeah, yeah. Bob Bullock. It's the Arts Art Museum. That's where our actual IMAX theater is. Not these made-up IMAXs they have now, which are just kind of like kind of big it's like screens. like a license name? Yeah. This is like the massive, Full to millimeter. Yeah. Just enormous. But um, she sat right there, and then I went and sat down. I had to step over everyone to get to her. I get there. I know I'm going to have to do that again because I'm leaving an hour early. And then she goes, I, I wish I had gotten popcorn. I'm like, oh, do you want popcorn? And she's like, yeah. I was like, do you want, I can go get you some popcorn if you want. And she's like, she's like, I don't know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. So I had to like make another trip in and out. Nightmare. And then when you come back, you're like loaded down with all this shit and you're stepping all over everybody. Dropping popcorn, popcorn on people. Yeah, it was just, that's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. But the movie was really good. The part of it that I saw. I saw. Made $90 million at the box office. I, I saw Interstellar there in the first row. I think Ooh. I was with you. You are with me? Uh, I got sore neck from doing that. That is not a good theater to be in the front row. <laughs> There's, yeah. This one was okay. I actually thought Doctor Strange was going to do worse because we got there. It was raining that day, so people didn't line up outside for like two hours early, which they do at this theater because there's no reserved seats. And people didn't do that. We got like really decent seats right in the middle of the theater, like showing up 20 minutes before the movie was set to start. Okay. I saw my fifth viewing of episode seven at Bullock, and I was on the far right row. And that that place, like if you get shit seatings, there's probably like 15 to 20 good seats in that theater. The rest of them are just dog shit. Because you're either like this, or you're looking like that. Yeah, Interstellar was interesting because cause the whole movie was shot IMAX, so it would cut between regular movie, and, and then it would suddenly go like, and you'd be like, God. Especially when they're framing stuff like way up there, it's like, ah. You ever talk to anybody who watches a movie like that? <clears throat> like, I think I think The Dark Knight was the same way, where not all of it was 70 millimeter. Yeah. And they just don't notice it? Me. Yeah, I actually talked about that on the on the podcast Me. after it. You I'm noticed. that guy. Yeah, I went with all these guys. I went with Meg, and I was like, man, there was a lot of IMAX. There was a lot of like... Floor to ceiling shots mm-hmm. and that. She's like, no idea what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, it would like cut from like this to this to then this. And she's like, I didn't see that. Do you think that like, that's <laughs> lazy filmmaking? Do you think that that kind of like breaks the viewing moment where he takes no. you out of the immersion? I, it's not practical to shoot an Here, entire movie on those cameras. Here's what I think. I think that you you noticing it is actually worse than not noticing it. I, I think that breaks the illusion for you. Like all of a sudden thinking, oh, this is 70 mil- millimeter IMAX footage. Whereas the rest of us, we just get the emotional impact mm-hmm. of it being bigger, mm. and that's what they're intending. It's like when they did one of the Hunger Games, they did a brilliant thing where when she goes up the elevator to go into the arena, whatever the fucking Hunger Games arena is called, uh, it changes aspect ratios. The movie does. It goes from like, I don't know, because like 235 to 1 when she goes up the elevator. And it's like as soon as it goes dark, when it comes back, it's a much more cinematic. That's cool when they do transi- transitions like that. I think so too. Well, like remember, in, Is uh, it gradual or is it cut? No, it's like it goes to black, like she goes up in the elevator and like it's going by. And in one of the black like stripes of it going by, it goes to 235. That's really cool. Yep. I th- and, always thought it was cool in Memento where they would, all the flashbacks were black and white and all the present was color. I didn't and notice the, that. And the way they transitioned was the Polaroid like slowly... Exposing onto the thing, but color would come in at the same time, so people barely notice the transition. But hmm. all of a sudden, are, are these all Christopher <clears throat> Nolan doing Interstellar? Yeah, yeah. Are we yeah. just talking about Christopher Nolan movies here? Well, Hunger Games. We're we talking about uh, Interstellar, Dark Knight, and Memento. Memento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So you just like you his filmmaking, that. is what you're saying? I do. Although <laughs> you kind of ruined something for me, a movie that I really like, <laughs> which God, how prescient did this movie turn out to be? Uh, is Children of Men, mm. and. There's some of the takes in there 
there's one take in particular where it's a very long one. There's yeah. a lot of long takes in that movie. And you spot the cut. There's one where no, there's a blood gets on the camera lens at one point yeah. and then slowly gradually goes away. Like it just like disappears. So it was CG blood, I guess. Yeah, they probably hit a cut under it, maybe. Right. Yeah, mm. it gradually. I, I, I watched a making of, and I think it was practical. It was something practical on the lens <laughs> that they then just like slowly started rotoing out. Really? Yeah, and then when they did a cut, they like applied. They made it look like it was still there, and then slowly faded it away. Mm. But like Gavin noticing that, like now when I see that scene, all I can think about is the blood on the screen. I wish, just wish I didn't know that. Anytime mm. there's a one take in a scene, which is a long take, it stresses me out because I just keep waiting for the cut. I'm like, just make the fucking cut. Just make the fucking cut. Like I get stressed. Yeah, I showed it to JD. He couldn't care less about it. Really? He's just like, okay. What was it? Birdman? Is it Birdman? The the one with the uh, yeah. Keaton? It was like like. Look, it looked like one long take. Yeah, that stressed me out. The entire movie, I was just the, like... The worst is when there's a long take like that, and I don't realize it at first. I'm like, wait, how long has this take been going on? Yeah. Like, yeah. should I have been paying attention? Like, shit, something's going on. Birdman's a great movie. Uh-huh. It's really good. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? How dare you? Why didn't you like it? Zach Elfin, I think it's because I watched it on a plane. <laughs> oh, really? Like, I saw a movie called Sing Street on a plane I really liked. That was good. I watched that fucking Tarantino movie that they shot in 70 millimeter. Uh... Hateful Eight? Hateful Eight on a plane, so it was like... Oh, my God. You know, he's this huge viewing thing, and he was like... <laughs> Man. I kind of hated myself a little. I forget what I was watching on a plane, but it like had like a fucking hardcore sex scene in it. And it was not edited out. And I was just like, all right, it's not going to last very long. It's lasting a really long time. It's lasting long. Then I was like, oh, I need to get past this. I'll fast forward. Go up to hit fast forward, fast forward and rewind right next to So I hit rewind. I'd be like, right. <laughs> now people are watching me rewind the fucking <laughs> hardcore sex scene. Yeah, a lot of planes <laughs> brag that it's like, you are watching this in its uncut format. Enjoy it. Dude, I, I wish sometimes I could, <laughs> pick, I could pick a censored, or I could just quickly censor a scene. Because some of the screens don't have the weird off-angle viewing yeah. block thing. Yeah. Did I mention the other day that I, on a plane I watched The Nice Guys? And it's a good movie. They censored the audio. Oh, what? Really? They bleeped it? No, they dubbed it. Like, instead of fuck, people would say fudge. I was like, I'm what? wearing fucking headphones. Like, who? Weird. I chose to watch this movie. Yeah. I, w- I watched that movie on a plane. It was just normal movie. Yeah, and I didn't realize it. At first, I was like, oh, that must be his character. He's like, he's not going to curse. Like, <laughs> nope. Nope. It's, it's everyone. I love when, like, they have to redub their dialogue, and people, they just fuck with it completely. Fudge like, with it. Fudge with it completely. <laughs> like, uh... It's a John Goodman in the Big Lebowski, and he says it, when he's beating the hell out of the car. Yeah, uh, this is what you get for fucking a stranger, stranger in the ass. ass. Yeah, this is what you get for fucking a stranger in the ass. You know what the dubbed version of that no. is? This is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so what it's happens, great. Larry? I think they tried to they tried to find something that was like phonetically matched his mouth, and so that's what they came up with. Yeah, let me uh, let me read this thing here. Uh, I remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Harry's. So thanks to Harry's for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Harry's five-blade razors now include softer flex hinger for a more comfortable glide, trimmer blade for hard-to-reach places, a lubricating strip, and a textured handle. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. It's <coughs> a free trial You're set when you subscribe, gel. and you just pay $3 for shipping. Uh, got a special offer for our listeners. Enter code ROOSTER at checkout to get a post-shave bomb for free with your order. Go to harrys.com right now, enter code ROOSTER, and check out to claim your free trial set and post-shave bomb. That's harrys.com, code ROOSTER. I just had to, I just had to replace my Harry's handle 
I took it with me to Korea and I fucking left it in Korea. It's like ultimate a gift. ultimate first world problem. But anyway, it's so great. I had to go back. I, I bought another one gladly because I absolutely love uh, Harry's Racers. So thank you to Harry's for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Podcast. Do you think we'll get to the point with cameras where nobody will talk about the megapixels? Like it will slowly hit an amount and it's just like you, we don't mention that anymore. It's already irrelevant, I feel like. Like now, like it's more like sensor quality. Yeah. Like nobody cares. Nobody, like, no, ever... nobody ever says it's a color camera. <laughs> right. I feel like it's we're like... about storage. Like eventually we'll just stop talking about storage. Well, like, there'll be a huge breakthrough and yeah. hold your hand. And it's just like it just it just stores it. And then if it doesn't, it backs everything backs everything up via cloud. Once we have fast enough internet and it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think the newest version of Mac OS already kind of does that. Like you can enable iCloud for like your desktop and your documents and it moves stuff you don't normally, you don't use frequently to the cloud, and then your most used stuff is on your hard drive. Yeah, I guess you'll never complain that a game is 48 gigs. I'm gonna play Big Lebowski, is that okay? Yeah, good, go for it. Okay, so we, I- We I'm, won't get flagged, will we, audio? I don't know. It's one of my right. favorite movies. I'm playing this, though, without having, like, vetted this in any way, so we'll, we'll see if it works. YouTube poop. This is the censored version of, uh, Big Lebowski. You see what happens, Larry? See what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> and it's you young. See what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? That's what happens when you feed a stranger. Yeah, when you uh, feed scrambled eggs to a baby, I think it's what <laughs> <laughs> John Turturro's making another, uh, like a directing a movie, and he's bringing back his Jesus character from Big Lebowski. But it's I don't know if it's like the same. It's universe. like my least favorite character in that movie, <laughs> the Jesus. Yeah, it's just like you don't like Sean when they're doing the bowling ball. I just like the guy he's with more, who's just like fat who doesn't say a word and just like is like his sidekick. I don't know. I just like every character in a Coen Brothers movie is interesting, and I think people really latched on to. The Jesus character. I get that most people liked him, but I think I felt like a, I don't know, I felt like a like a knee-jerk, like, film aficionado thing. I don't like Jesus that much. Everybody's, like, super into Jesus, but I actually like Donnie way more. I liked, I liked uh, like, John giving 12-year-olds, dude. <laughs> What's that? Well, he was a child molester. He's a 12-year-old dude. He's a pederast. 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 That's how I learned that word. Although I genuinely <laughs> didn't like the uh, the cowboy character. Some about him uh, bugged me. What? Sam, what's his name? Yeah. Sam, what's his name? Yeah, that's it. Sam, what is his name? Sam Neill, Bar. isn't it? Not Sam Neill. Not Sam Neill. That's Sam Neill's Jurassic Park. I want to say Sam Waterstone, but that's not right either. Sam Elliott? That, that, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. That, that's that's Sam actually, Neill, Sam I love that the British stuff. kid knows that. That's actually a really long take in that movie where the guy bowls a strike and they do that big long scene of dialogue. Mm. And yeah. then it goes back to the guy bowling again. Really bowled it naturally. I, I don't it. think the second shot was a strike. I think it was. I cut. I think it does cut. If it was a strike, that'd be phenomenal. I'm sure they were hoping for it. Yeah, Sam Elliott. I was watching a Dude Perfect. You love Dude Perfect, don't you? Introduce their new uh, office. <coughs> Have you seen that video? No. You should watch that video. Then we should do the rest of this podcast because you'll be fucking, you'll be so mad if you see the Dude Perfect's new office. Why? Is it just it's ridiculously nice? It's incredible. It's. I don't have a light in my office. It's legitimately. <laughs> I really incredible. don't have a light. I have to work in the dark. Gus, Gus, actually, there was a big long discussion right before the podcast as to what would happen to our old podcast chairs. They're gonna. Gus needs chairs in his office, so he has to take the hand me down old office or old, old podcast, podcast chairs that Gus and I used to sit in. I walked in on a. I have the old couch in my office. It's so like sleep on that have, couch. Do we have an embarrassingly shitty office? I haven't been to many other YouTube no, channels. We have offices. a great office. 
the dude perfect office is fucking ridiculous. So what do they have really lights? Got? It, dude, you got to see it. It's ridiculous. I'm loading it. Tribe office is pretty nice. Now oh, here we go. Sp oh, it's sponsored. Uh, sponsored by Ruffles too. Oh, it's like a huge warehouse. Oh you know what? Ruffles never sponsors our stuff. Here's a tip: Don't eat Ruffles. Never fuck, eat any fucking fuck Ruffles. ruffles. <laughs> Boycott Ruffles. All right, let's go back to the video. <laughs> no, they're just like doing. Oh, that that's their basketball court. That's badass. That's oh, their hockey like, rink behind the basketball court. That's really cool. Random white. This is their soccer field. And that must have cost a bomb. Fucking ruffles. <laughs> Damn. I agree. It's a big warehouse, right? So to build it out would be like. See, that's what we should do. We should think of our office as the way Tom Hanks thought of his place in Big. I agree. Just like all like trampolines everywhere. I agree. Fun stuff. We should also if mimic. If there's a filing cabinet, get rid of that. The we problem, need to mimic the problem is we have too many people. We need to put people <laughs> everywhere in this in this building. They it's do a lot of high fives and hugs. We need to do more of that here at Rooster Teeth. High five and chest bumps. Ow. Oh, that sounded <laughs> off my wrist. That was so bad. <laughs> you guys were like, oh, use the play sports for God's sake. <laughs> when I got up to the set today, I, I just threw up a high five at Blaine. And he was very distrusting. Like, I, don't, I don't trust you. Yeah, you just like, say we need more high what? fives. He's like, what? What, well, is, what is this? I can't. Well, one time I was eating Chipotle before the podcast, and then Bernie like started stepping on the bag that he thought my burrito was in, and he was just staring at me. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, smashed he, it. If there's one thing that is down to the per the core of your personality, one of your core traits, you like putting your foot on people's food. I just fucked or with in. Food. You tried farting on me while I ate my food today. I wasn't really gonna do it. I was just acting. Are like you upset about someone farting on you? No, because I tried to. I, I actually farted in Aaron's uh, biker helmet today. It's pretty, oh, it's pretty funny. Because, you know, I wanted to get pink eye. Yeah. Pink eye? <laughs> Did you drop trow and fart in it or just fart through your pants? Oh, I should drop trow. But yeah, other people really have. Funny. I'm glad that I've passed a, this along to other people because one of, like, my moments where I had a moment of self reflection was we went to Freebird's Burrito and they give you this one of these gigantic burritos, like Chipotle. Chipotle's better. And they wrap it in tinfoil, yeah. and they give it to you. And then you, we went out, we sat at our table, we're going to eat it. And Jeff put his down, oh, God. and I had a fork, and I was like, I was like, you get a fork? He's like, oh, no, I didn't. I go, if you want a fork and napkins, are right in there. He gets up, he leaves. As soon as he leaves, his tinfoil-covered burrito is just sitting there. I just start taking my fork, and I start <laughs> through the tinfoil, pushing tinfoil like, into the burrito, ching, 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 up and down, back and forth. What's wrong with you? And then I just like, then I start eating my burrito. Jeff comes back, he sits down, he's like, <sighs> I guess I'm gonna get another burrito. <laughs> he gets up and he goes and orders another burrito. It also ruins your ability to eat it because it doesn't stay together anymore. Like the tortilla's compromised. And plus, it's got little bits of tinfoil all jabbed <laughs> in there. And then, don't worry, the grackles ate it, so it didn't go to waste. The uh, I'm sure at that point in my life I ate it. But you know, uh, the grackles diarrhea. I heard Jeff did the exact same thing, like just recently, not like in the last couple of years, to somebody in Chima Hunter. They went out to eat and they had a tinfoil covered burrito, and he went down the whole thing. So you taught him. There we go. See. Like These violent delights. So let me ask bring you this. Cultural memory. Who did it? Along. Who did it to you? What's that? Who did it to you? I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's that was not nearly as bad as the time you stuck your toe in his burrito, though. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh no, it was a sandwich. It was. Was it a burrito? It was a sandwich. My favorite thing to do is when somebody's eating, like they get super excited when their food shows up, and I just take my hand and I go. <laughs> That looks good, and I just put my hand like my See, finger right in the center that's of it. Way better than a toe, though. <laughs> like you've done that, and I've eaten. You've never put your toe in anything of mine. But a toe is so disrespectful. It's like, this is my toe. It's like now I want you to think about that. Face. I don't remember this story. When am I when how often you've known me a long time? How long have you known me? Decade. Have you ever seen me hanging around in bare feet? No. It's not a thing that I do. 
I don't hang around in bare feet. I bet your feet. Let me tell you something. Though. What? Fuck I've off. known. Well, they, well, so what? Let's say they do smell. You're sick so then I would. I wouldn't have bare feet. I wouldn't be sitting around I've bare feet. I've known Bernie nineteen years. You know when he used to be in bare feet? Oh, the office. When we worked out of a spare bedroom for twenty four hours a day, and you were in your own home, oh. and you could take your shoes off. Did you let him take his socks? Is that off? so? That place was really far away. You're telling me Jeff showed up at my house with a burrito from we were, somewhere else? He had stopped and picked up that burrito in the <laughs> town of Buda and then driven out to your house with it to eat it. There's no burrito place in Buda. I don't remember where it was from. I'll have to, I'd have to ask him where it was from. No, Maybe he got it on the way, but it I was, it was there. The story has grown over the years. No, it was absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. So did you like working out of your spare bedroom? Was that like your best commute ever? Well, I liked it, it my because... my worst commute ever. <laughs> fucking sucked. I liked it because, uh, at first, no, because I was doing two jobs. I was actually the last person at Rushi to quit their day job. Um, and so I would come home, I'd go to work, and then I'd come home and work. You know what I mean? So at first, no. But then when I quit and I was home all the time, yes. And Jordan, my wife at the time, she was constantly complaining that I was never around, like I was either working at the tech support <laughs> job... And then I come home and I'd be working in the office the whole time. She's like, "I never see you. I never see you. I never see you." I quit and I stayed home and I like worked from home, L- like l- literally four months of that. She's like, "I see you way too much." Yeah. Yeah, like, I keep getting feet in like, my food. Get it's out sucked. of here. <laughs> get out of here. So we went and got the office really close by. Yeah, working in home is not the best thing ever. Like it sounds like it would be because you're just like, "Oh, it's so convenient stuff." But like having taken like online classes, it's the fucking worst. I can't focus. Oh, I, I really like it. I've got. I got my office at home where there's no distractions. It's just like all work stuff. Mm. I do all of slow-mo from there. It's top. But do you like play it. any games in that office or anything mm-hmm. like that? Or is it just for work? Just for work. Okay. Well, having an area for just work makes sense. Oh, I did just put a TV in there. Maybe I should get rid of it. I have a little nook where I write. <laughs> I like it. I like smaller spaces. Like in some offices that you see now, they have like little phone booths that they make. So people can go in there and make a cell phone you call. You mean like the one we have over there? The failed ones? Yeah. Those were the, in the They're building, the no cell signal gets. But exactly that size, I would love to work in a space that size. No, like like I Ryan like, in the office. I've got... I like Juke. I've got two spaces for you in this. What do you got? Right over there. we got two of them. You can work in them. What do you... Oh, you mean the little phone booth yeah. things? Yeah. Yeah. Hotbox that yeah. thing with farts. Quite a fucking really decent internet connection, not the fucking four gigs over the course of four hours that I had. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the World War One ended before I'll download Battlefield One. <laughs> You're right. World War One did end before you downloaded Battlefield One. That is that is an accurate. Statement. You know what I meant. How dare game's, you? That game's fun. My favorite Battlefield game, probably. Have you played uh, Titanfall? Yes. Which one's better? Between Battlefield and Titanfall. I don't know. I'm about halfway. Th- th- I think we're about halfway through the campaign in Titanfall. I think you somebody spoiled s- the campaign for me in Titanfall. Mm. You sounded kind of meh about it. What do you think of it? No, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think it's really good. Apparently, it's not doing so well. So. Yeah, they said that they had disappointing sales. I feel like it's a it's a huge step up from the previous game. Yeah, hopefully, uh, Hall doesn't bring it back up. I've heard it's great. I I have it. I've had it for a week and a half, and I have not been able to plug it in because of fucking travel and shoots and stuff like I've that. I've been playing a lot of Skyrim again. Love that game. Love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Never played it. I'm about to be sucked in. I'm like four What's hours in. You never played it. Really? What? It seems like totally a game totally up your alley. Why do you say that? I don't know, like guy, big muscle buff guy. Shirt, yeah, buff shirtless dudes yeah. running around, killing dragons and stuff. No, I don't like RPGs. Except really? For Except for Pokemon, yeah. Okay. You don't wow. play Fallout or anything? Fallout? Mm. Nope. Don't care for Fallout. What's crazy to me is that I've, I never played any of the Elder Scrolls games before mm-hmm. Oblivion. I didn't realize they came up with all those place names in the very first game mm. in Arena. Oh, yeah. Like they have. Skyrim existed. They have not only Skyrim, they have like Winterhold and like all mm-hmm. the places within Skyrim are in the map, and you can go to all of them. 
in the first game. You can go anywhere. Oh, I need to go to them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can go to Morrowind and all those places in. What's the first game? It's called Arena. Really? Yeah. Well, so wait, I, I assume. Well, the first one I'm aware of is Daggerfall. The second one. That's the second one? Yep. Okay, so I got, I got aware of the franchise a little bit earlier. I, I assume that at first it was designed to be just like an arena fighter, and they, I think they made it so you could then travel to other arenas, but then they discovered that the traveling part was way more fun than the main game. So even though it was already called Arena, they then added all this extra story and plot and backstory. It's just like the original GTA. It has Liberty City, Vice City, and San Andreas in the very first game, and you can oh, go yeah. to all three of them. I wish you could play like a, maybe you can. I'll check it out and see. But I would like to play a hardcore version of Skyrim where it doesn't give you any of the UI stuff. Like, it doesn't give you quest markers or those kinds of things. Oh, you used to remember where you're walking? You used to take notes Fast travel? and all that stuff. Fast the older out. Elder Scrolls games used to be like that. Well, Ultima was like that. When I played Ultima, it's like, a quest was like, hey, when you get to this guy, tell him this word. And he'll, he'll tell you where to go next. And you're like, okay, there wasn't any marker that told you where the guy was. Didn't tell you how many meters away you were from this dude. Or direction, it, like nothing. Did it automate, like, whenever you talk to that guy, did you actually have to, like, type in the yeah. word? Fuck that. Yep. So I mean, da Daggerfall is like that, I think, where you can, there's so many places you can type stuff, you can name stuff just so you remember what it is. Yeah. I think it has one of the biggest worlds in any game ever made. Mm -hmm. I think it's like 63,000 square miles but, or something. Wow. I, I remember playing those old games like that, like King's Quest and stuff, where you would be playing a game, or I would play a game, and I'd have a notebook for the game with me at the computer. It's like, as people told me stuff to tell other people, like, you'd be writing down, like, character names and words and <laughs> yeah. whatever, like, and along the way. And I think a way. lot of gamers miss those days. Like, a gamer who played Arena or Daggerfall would probably think Skyrim is super dumbed down and mm -hmm. simplistic. But it's like, you have to do that so it's a mainstream game. There's no way people would play a Daggerfall now if it was on console. They wouldn't get the sales. It was like, you have to write all this crap down. I, that, that's not the way people game anymore, is it? No. Like that? Was what? Does Zelda have elements like that? We had to kind of like remember shit. I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, also, Zelda, the, the Zelda was, was like console, so it was like you unlocked areas and could go to them once you got certain items and stuff like that. But like when I was playing Ultima, I mean the city, you didn't go linear. It was just a world, and you walked around. So you go to this city, and they're like, "Oh, there's a resistance, you know." And if you, what's the password for the resistance? You know it. It's like, no, I don't know. And you write down, "Fucking this dude and you," Y E W. <laughs> He's in the resistance. When I find the password, bring it back. I had a page of people who were all like, what's the password resistance? Like, you motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> and I'd be like writing all these names. I was like, all these people I was going to have to go back and find once I joined the resistance. And by the time, when I found the guy who told me the password, I was like, thank fucking Christ. <laughs> Shot the guy. Thank Christ. I was just like, um, all right. Now that I had to work back through my list, I had these two, uh, like, you know, those black and white composition books. That's mm. what I had. Oh. I just wrote everything I could. In Did there. you ever play the very first Splinter Cell game? Uh, uh, no, I don't think I did. There was a mechanic in that where the, you had, there was a number lock on doors, and you, what you had to do to find out the code was after a guy had put in the code and gone through the door, you had to run up to it and look at thermal vision and figure out which was the hottest to Ooh. the coldest of each press and figure out the code from that. I was that was a cool mechanic. That's a cool mechanic. Although it's the same every time, you could just look up the number, but it's like it was cool to like rush in there and be like, oh, that one's yeah. cold. Yeah. There was a uh, it was I think one of the Omega, what do they call it, Megathon? At PAX, mm -hmm. where they had the big gaming competition, mm -hmm. I think the, one of the rounds was a trivia thing, I think. <coughs> and I was amazed oh, at what people yes. could remember. And one of the ones was, like, something we've all seen a thousand times is, like, what is the code that the terrorists punch into the bomb on Counter-Strike before they plant it? Oh. 
I think that was Fuck. like the championship question. Like was that it? was that was what determined. And the I think winner. Gabe got it right. Like wasn't Gabe part of it? And he knew the code. I think he might have been asking. He might have been asking it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's like an eight-digit code or something. It's a five-digit code. Is it? Yeah. I want to say it's five six seven eight two, but I just I just went five through eight. So uh, I found it. What is it? Uh, I haven't verified it yet, but it says seven three five five six zero eight. No, I think you're closer. Mm-hmm. It's a seven digit. Mm-hmm. Because I remember it's just like they're like, you know, like there's like several button presses. I wasn't even fucking close. Even in the ballpark. You just typed in someone's zip code. I just said random numbers out loud. So. Election by the time this is really interesting because the election is tomorrow, the presidential election for the United States of America 2016. I was getting mad on Twitter. Election, well, are, it's really, I think a lot of people are getting really mad right now. Uh, but I think it's interesting that we're recording this tonight. The election results are tomorrow. I actually thought we should do a live podcast tomorrow. I was going to talk to you about delaying it and doing it on Tuesday instead of doing it on Wednesday. Man, I, I said like a while ago, and some people called me out for it, but I, I we started talking about the pol- politics on the podcast, and I said, no, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. But then I tweet about it. But I, my whole thing is, is like, well, they come here to watch, you know, entertainment and stuff like that. But they come to my Twitter for my personal, like, opinion and stuff like that. Sure. But I don't know. Do you think we could separate our, or would you care? As as two of the people that like basically founded the company, basically. would you that founded the company? Thanks for including me. Would you <laughs> much uh, appreciated for for that? Would you basically. um three a bone? <laughs> would you not want to know <laughs> political I, opinions? I feel like when we started for the first. Probably close to ten years that we we did stuff. I was very silent on anything political, religious stuff like that, like anything that I, I considered controversial. Yeah, uh, I don't care anymore. I feel like this one to be silent is very damaging. Now, even in, like I'm, not even just this one. I think I, I finally just I don't care anymore. I don't think it's that hard to figure out people's political beliefs just kind of based off of their jobs and I don't know in the city we live in. Even my opinion is less because I'm not American. Therefore, my so opinion true. is like. Here's the thing, though, right? The U.S. president controls not just the U.S., but has a huge effect on the entire world. And that's why it's very important that if you're lucky enough to be American and have the vote, you should absolutely do it because it affects the whole planet. And I wish I could vote, and I can't. Your opinion is meaningful because you have influence on several people that are voters. You also have a fair right influence. Hand me, that, hand me that beer, <coughs> would you, Blaine? <coughs> that beer. So today we were discussing it. After the Monday meeting, which if you've seen the first vlog on Mondays, you know that we every Monday we have an all-hands meeting. Uh, I should we try to make that Monday vlog? I'm just going to try to make that public. So you keep other, saying that. Do it. Other people can see it. Yeah, I just got to gotta get like Matt and Ezra in the same room and make sure they're okay with it. But I think we're okay with it. Anyway, um, after the Monday meeting, uh, we were talking about the election coming up. Um, and I, I learned something that I did not know, which was this is the first female candidate that we've ever had for president, major party, I should say, because there's been other female candidates for president just in one of the major parties. Um, And I went back and I looked, you know, so that's obviously, I would think, a huge motivation for women to vote for Hillary simply because it evens the playing field a little more if we have a female president. Obviously, we have a lot of ground to make up there. Mm -hmm. And it's half the population, right? So if women show up to vote for Hillary... It's almost like a lock. And I thought, well, I wonder how many African-American voters voted for Barack Obama in his first election. What percentage of uh, African-American voters do you think voted for Barack Obama? 08 was... His first, his first one. Obama McCain? Yeah. 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 When he was first elected. Are you asking what is the percentage of total voters who are total, African-American total? or how many African-Americans of the population Of voted? voting African-Americans, what percentage voted for Barack Obama? Oh, okay. 
I, I think I read this in the past and it was fairly high. I, I want to say it was like 90%. I'd take a crack at 72. It was 97%. Fuck. Estimated between 96 and 97%. Which if you just think about how people register in a party, African-American population I believe is like 12% of the population in America. Mm-hmm. 97% of those people... You know, that is like, that is an incredible amount of people. There's probably, I would guess probably 30, I'm just guessing here, 30% of the African-American population is registered as Republican, you know, maybe 25 to 30%, I would guess. Um, and it's like that 97% voted. If 90% of women voted for Hillary Clinton, it wouldn't even be a contest. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be close. If 75% of women voted for Hillary Clinton, it wouldn't be a contest. It's just, it's it's really interesting to me. And, yeah. I, and I think that this election is like kind of in swing now for women that are not voting for Hillary, that are that are choosing, which I see a there lot were, of there were women 100, for Trump about 130 side. million people voted in the 2008 presidential election. 130 million people. So sizable amount. That's a good turnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So well, this one we're seeing already record turnout in early voting, and uh, people are just showing up. Like in Travis County, where we are, I think we talked about this last time. We uh we we're pretty close to passing our 20. 12, what are we? 2012 election, general election totals in early voting. We're like at 55% right now. Are you scared? Of what? The turnout. The, uh, no. the outcome. I'm not scared of, I'm not scared of any presidential uh, results. What I'm scared of more than anything else is I'm fearful about, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's, you know, the election's coming. It's, it's tomorrow. It's going to finally be over. It's going to be finally be over. It's really not going to be over. I, I'm worried that we've reached some kind of tip, tipping point where we have such a huge rift down the middle of this country, um, and people like ha- feel like they have to be on one side or they have to be on the other. I've, saw, I've seen some really disturbing videos, and it's like escalating as we get close to the election. I'm seeing some really disturbing language. Um, I'm seeing millions of people saying that the election is rigged before the election even happens. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So I think no matter who wins or who doesn't, I and mean, I can imagine if Trump wins. He's like, well, here, he's not my president. I can't believe these fucking morons voted for this guy. If Hillary wins, we're going to hear a bunch of people saying it was a, it, she cheated, that it was rigged, uh, the media, 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 media. So it's going to be a huge divide either way then. Well, don't I, think you feel- gonna be a hu- I think there's going to be a huge divide. I mean, we already saw Republican leadership saying. So don't you already feel like it was very similar with, you know, during the Bush and Obama years where the same thing, you know, the parties that didn't win complained about. A party that did win saying the same thing. There's not my president mm. with Kerry and stuff like that. But I, I do. The Gore thing was crazy. We didn't have a president for 30 days, right? Or something like that. Oh, no, it was all settled before Inaug- inauguration, though. Oh, it was. Right. Yeah. So, I went back and watched the. Uh, it's still, like, that's, a, that's a big. You, I never thought we'd need that window. Yeah. They have like a state dinner. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's, it's some religious dinner. It's right after the debates and right before the elections, and both candidates show up, and then they have like a bunch of speakers and stuff like that. You know, and it was it was Obama and McCain, and they're like tossing jokes and stuff like that. They were so respectful of one another. They were just talking about how great their opponent was and all that stuff. This last state dinner was a freaking joke. Like they both candidates showed up, and they were just like dogging the other one. There's a guy I don't really ever seem to agree with Newt Gingrich he was big in like the, one of the big conservative swings we had in the um, 90s like yeah. or late 90s yeah he was like the the head of the Republican party essentially at that speaker time. of the house for a while i believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh there was a quote from him after the two in 2001 like right after the 2000 elections with Gore and George W which was a hugely contentious election and he had this quote where he said paraphrasing here that you know this is tough 
but very confident that whatever the results are, Americans will come together at the end of this and we'll work together. They're the Americans, that's what we do. We come together and we work together. And we have solidarity. So I'm confident we'll be able to come back from this, um, you know, once we resolve, you know, what's going on right now with the election. And someone played that quote to him now and they said, do you still feel that way now? And he says, I absolutely don't feel that way. And he had, he had nothing to offer. He's just like, it's just, it's, I, I don't see that way. And he looked like he was beat down. Like, like he didn't want anything to do with this. You know what I mean? And he's like, I just, I don't think we're in that place anymore. I think we're in a totally different place now. So pretty fucking sobering across the board. My parents and I butt heads about political <laughs> butt heads. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine um, was in tears today after talking to her, to her parents. Yeah, it's, it's gotten pretty heated. And it's gotten to the point where I just understand now that I just don't talk to them about that anymore. And, uh, yeah, the holidays are going to be fun because a lot of my family swings that a different That seems to way. be a very common theme here in Texas where everyone from this generation and their parents is such a different... Like, I'm, I'm always yeah. on the same page with my parents about stuff. Really? Just in, like, our general beliefs it, and stuff. And it, it's, one of those, it's one of those things where I had this, like, interesting thought where it's, like, I tried to think from my dad's perspective and, like, how I feel about his candidate... And it's like, oh, I just don't understand why why he would want that. And then I try to think of it from my dad's perspective. It's like, well, you just flip the table. It's like he yeah. thinks the exact same thing. Yeah. There, it is a immovable object and an unstoppable force. Like there's just no change. Which one are well, you? Well, you look at the Wednesday. You look at Wednesday. Sorry. Right? When the, hopefully all the election dust is settled and we have a new president-elect at that point in time. Could you say comfortably that whoever the candidate that you're not voting for – that you would be able to say on Wednesday, that's my president. I'm in, I'm on board with this person. This is who the the country voted for. That's and, that's, and part, of, that's part of the democratic process. Part as of far the process, as I'm concerned, right? right? I've had candidates I like win. I've had candidates I don't like win. And but you know what? You you, you deal with it. Half the country's going to feel like they're swearing allegiance to a racist moron, racist sexist moron, and the other half the country will feel like they're swearing allegiance. Wait, which one to are you talking about? A corrupt criminal. You know, Washington Insider. Washington Insider, funded by the Saudis, et cetera, et cetera. And and Wall Street. And Wall Street, yeah. And it's just, um, you know, it's it's. I don't I don't see either side being comfortable with that. And we're so close to the, you know, like being at fifty fifty that it's just like it's a lot of people. George Washington predicted that the two party system would be what ended America. So, here's what I hope. I really hope more than anything else. I hope that we take this opportunity to get the momentum going from people actually voting more that's the upside of this election more and more people vote and that we don't like lose the momentum i'm afraid there's gonna be like this oh i'm done like oh yeah it's like it's like nope there's a huge election coming two years after this just keep the ball rolling and i i really hope we get some good third party candidates and people don't have the fear of voting third party you know they say like okay next time we're gonna like in the meantime we're gonna try to develop some real third party allegiances and try to build up some other kind of party let's uh Let's crowdfund a presidential run. You want me and you? Yeah, I and, would do uh, it. Let's, let's start our own. I'm over thirty five. Party. In, Were you uh, born in the U.S.? You know I was. I was born in Austin. <laughs> you <laughs> say that. Uh, Let me I'm see not, a birth I certificate. I will not provide my birth certificate. Let me see a birth certificate. Uh, will you accept the outcome? Let's crowdfund an internet party. Uh, tw- 2020. Burn for alert. It's actually really interesting that you say that because I really do think that 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 no one really talks about that, but I think that could be the next big party. Is like you just run as the internet candidate and say. I all everything that I'm going to do, I'm going to focus on protecting the internet as we know it today, and making sure it can go forward and grow as it has over the course of the last fifteen to twenty years. Mm-hmm. 
and that whatever people are trying to do to make sure that doesn't happen or to carve off pieces of it as ownership, I'm going to protect it and make sure that doesn't happen. Do your I, I would vote for that person, I think. Yeah, the internet, huge. Internet's the internet is important. such a such a huge part of my life that, Isn't that I, a I would small do that. part of overall life though. But internet mm -hmm. is a huge backbone to commerce. Like it's a it's a huge boon to uh, to trade. And I would argue by next election it'll be even bigger. I think we're going to find that more and more of our life is on the internet. Are you saying that in four years? Sorry, sorry, I was late for the election. <laughs> I was po posting my butthole pic. <laughs> see, bringing it all back. Why do you post this thing? You see, Elon Musk made this. Uh, uh, came out and said that. He thinks we should move to a universal basic income. I saw that was a really interesting. What idea. do you think about that? What does that mean? Um, so guaranteed, like you will make X amount per year. So I so, bet people are like communist. Uh, sure, it is. Yeah, I mean, well, socialist why, for sure. Why you know it, it's an interesting approach. Like at that point, why wouldn't you just have the housing and the food be government subsidized and then not provide that? What, what's or, the, that's to me half dozen to one. Right, but it's thing. like oh, why would you give people money to then have them pay it somewhere? Where instead you could just provide. A certain level of housing and a certain amount of food to everyone. Well, then you're removing choice from people, though. <sighs> yeah, but if you give them the money, they can spend it however they want to. Boost. Yes, that's true. That's true. Basically, the argument is that <laughs> automation is getting to the point where you know people tend to think of automation as being robot arms welding cars in Detroit, mm. but now automation is is like take Uber. Uber's a great example. He didn't talk about it, but like Elon Musk is a guy pushing forward self-driving cars. Self-driving cars exist. They're here. And I think they're coming more rapidly than what people think. That Like, oh, that'll be 10 years from now. It's going to be just a few years from now when... Yeah, Tesla just had that announcement that all of their cars moving forward are capable of that. And a great example is Uber, which is a huge transportation company that owns no vehicles whatsoever. They have ordered or put on order for 500,000 autonomous vehicles from somebody in Detroit. I want to say it's Ford. Is they, that buying cars? They said, yeah, wow. they said they would buy those autonomous cars from them. The moment, if they got 500,000 cars tomorrow, Uber, we know this because we were in Austin, they would eliminate probably 3 million drivers from the road because the 500,000 cars can just go all day and all night, not in shifts or anything like that. They would eliminate, they would turn off their employee base in a minute. They, in Austin, when a regulation passed and they pulled out of Austin, they gave their workers, because they're not actually workers, they're not employees, they're drivers – in this weird kind of category that aren't employees, they shut off those jobs in 48 hours. They yeah. were gone. They have a severance package or anything like that? No. 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 They were gone. They, didn't, they, never, <clears throat> they never caught any shit for that. So as, what, as automation becomes cheaper <coughs> and there's more an incentive to do it, they'll just turn off the jobs. They, don't, they won't think about it. It's like these people will they'll re-educate themselves. They'll do they'll something go else. Off, they'll go do something else. You know? Just like people don't, uh, you know, people don't weld these things or they don't explore... You know, the deep sea, you know, we have cameras and, and drones that do that. So these people will go off and do other things, you know. And it's just, I, I think we're moving at such a pace and we're automating things that were previously not automated that the, I don't think the economy is going to be able to keep up with it. So what happens when people can't work? There, there are computers now that write legal contracts and they, they write them better than people. There this are computers that study medicine and make diagnoses. There still will be a position for people who can get your computer unstuck from <laughs> vertical be. orientation to horizontal orientation. There'll be though. help. This isn't a new concept, though. This Not a new concept. But I think we're getting a lot closer than most people realize. Yeah. Like, it's a lot, it's going to happen a lot quicker. But it's, inter it's interesting to think what happens if we have an economy that's not based on jobs. Because that's all it's ever been based on. And well, the jobs point, are just further up. The jobs are then developing new ways to make less jobs. How many people can do that? Yeah. yeah, one the person Amazon doing example. that removes <laughs> ten th tens of thousands of people. Ten years ago, Gus and I read an article about Amazon's warehouse. Mm -hmm. 
Or it might have been Office Depot or someone. It was a fulfillment company for products. And they had automated trams that would go around and pick the products off the shelves. Hmm. And they worked in conjunction with people. They got rid of all the people because when the people were on the floor, they had to turn down the speed of the drones. To avoid injury. Yeah. And for OSHA rules and things like that, for safety rules. But if they got rid of the people, they could double or triple the speed of the, the drones. Yeah, they, could, they would move at like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. With, if there were no people in the warehouse. Fuck yeah. That's I assume awesome. you, wouldn't, you also wouldn't need to worry about air conditioning or stuff. It's there like you, you don't need to keep the, the environment happy for humans. It's really interesting. I mean, we have an audience, I think, that studies a lot of sci-fi or consumes a lot of stories. It's like, you think about like, as we go out to explore space, we're probably not going to be the people that do that. So, okay. so you had an interesting tweet about that, saying that you think it's going to be like our AI progeny that'll do it. Yeah, I was talking to Aaron about Do that. you think that there is any alien race in the universe then that is not just artificial intelligence? Is every planet, is li does life exist just to create artificial intelligence that organic life dies off and AI takes over? Well, I mean, it's like just you look <laughs> at space travel and everything you have to do, if you have a computer that travels through space, you don't need to feed it. You don't even need to provide it oxygen, really, you know? You uh, don't need to worry about too much about, like, radiation on it. At least the variance that it can tolerate your radiation is much greater than the human body. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just not built for that. There could be, of course, alien species that are way more resilient. They also don't get bored. Trouble. Yeah, they, don't, they tend not to get bored, you know? So has a computer ever gotten bored yet? No, I hope not. I would, I would hope not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is like the beginning of a fucking horror movie. It's Terminator. Like, what's Alexa doing? What's Siri doing when it's not... Thinking about how I just yelled at her because I fucking hate Alexa. Uh, so trying to figure out new ways to misunderstand me. Do you think that society <laughs> takes a turn? Yeah, somebody, somebody's pointing out to me. Somebody said point out a lot of the things. The examples I just used. I should cite my source. There's a great video called "Humans Need Not Apply" by CGP Gray. You should absolutely go watch it. A lot of things I just said I took directly from that video in particular because they're great examples. You tweeted it go just ahead. the other day. I, I did tweet it the other day. Realistically, do you think that society takes a turn and then people just become artists and scholars? I, I mean, think like, Elon Musk mentioned that in that interview, didn't he? Really watch that video. Yeah. yeah, I should. You should. There's yeah. a moment in that where you're like, oh, shit. But it's you, interesting. You'll just have to watch it and see. Star, okay. Star Trek. Um, Star Trek's a... Yeah, go. Star Trek is a great example of that. Like, I don't know if you've ever... Star Wars is better, but go on. <laughs> if you've ever looked into, like, the underlying societal impact of the original Star Trek was that there is no money in that world. That people live, they go to school, and they do what they want, and there are jobs for them. Mm. But everyone is just provided... This, Which is great. Yeah, this basic level of living. And it's, it's a very, like, socialist society that everyone lives in, and, but you still manage to find jobs for people and things for them to do. Well, like, look at, look at Star Trek. You just take two core pieces of technology in the Star Trek universe, which is teleportation. It solves transportation issues and shipping of all kinds. Right. And then you take the, uh, the what's the device in the wall that they have, they, they call, where they make the food. The replicator? Them. The replicator. It's a device that just makes things. Essentially, it's like we have autonomous cars, which are an early predecessor to teleportation, if you want to draw a really long analogy. Sure. And then we have 3D printing now for inanimate objects, for a replicator. It's, you can see how you get to point. If you have a machine in your house that makes whatever you want, any product that you want, you just download the schematics for it and it produces it. What are you, what are you doing? No I job. mean, you're not, yeah, what, what do you, you're not going to go out and try to earn the money to buy the thing because you've got the, the thing in the your thing house. The thing makes the thing. Yeah. yeah. Or it, you borrow your friends. You know what I mean? It's interesting what you're saying about how, you know, there could be another place in the universe where they, they get life to a certain point and then they make an AI and then they die off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just left. The AI just makes there. other AI. It's like it makes it's, itself better. It's, it's very AI's similar to smart to do that. It's very similar to the forerunners in Halo. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good where point. Where all that's yeah. left is is the is the forerunner tech, but all the forerunners are dead. I never, 
you just blew my mind. Here, let me uh, read this other thing right here. Uh, I remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Trunk Club. It's no secret that a lot of guys aren't great at making time to shop for clothes, but they still want to look good, and Trunk Club can help. Trunk Club makes it easy for you to look your best in clothes that fit you perfectly, look amazing, and they're handpicked by your own personal stylist. Go to trunkclub.com slash roosterteeth, type in your measurements, share your likes and dislikes, and Trunk Club will send a trunk of clothing straight to your door, handpicked by your very own personal stylist. Uh, Trunk Club is backed by Nordstrom, so stylists have access to some of the best designer brands. Try on your stylist selections, keep what you like, send back what you don't. Trunk Club is not a subscription service. You order clothes whenever you like from your own personal stylist, then take five days to try everything on, and of course, returns are always free. Get started today at trunkclub.com slash roosterteeth. That's trunkclub.com slash roosterteeth. Trunkclub.com slash roosterteeth. Big thank you to Trunk Club for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast and our discussion about artificial intelligence. So let me ask you this. You? Which job at Rooster Teeth will be the first to go Tech. through due to automation? Teamsters. Nah. Well, well, that's I mean, not it's, really a well, job we have. Not a job we have, but transportation would be the first to go. Um, yeah, we're already on the cusp of that. I don't know. Security. I mean, to predict it, I mean... In robots. I, I think John Reisinger. <laughs> Welcome to On The Spot. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, you just, like, generate a, a graphic design that goes on a shirt. So like, the only thing that I... This one sucks, this one sucks, this one's great. Thinking about hey, John, bad news, we just ordered the douche <laughs> <laughs> You're out of a job. I would have gone with the hipstermatic. <laughs> <laughs> Poor John Reisinger. The only thing that I see uh, an issue to this vision of the future is just buy-in. Like I don't He's think that that uh, that people are going to do that. I mean, I, I think one of the things that we've seen from this election is that they're people gonna, are stubborn as fuck. They're not going to do what? They're not going to do what, buddy? They're not going to buy into this idea of like losing jobs. Like you know, like in no, New no, York, no, they definitely won't buy gonna, into the idea of universal basic income. They're, they're going to buy into the convenience, and it's it's fine until it's their problem. It's like oh. This doesn't affect me. Those people are going to lose their jobs, not me. And then it's just that creep. Here's why I'm all for automation. Consistency. Every experience will be the same. You won't have to worry when you get into an Uber if the guy's going to be a chatty bastard. Or if your Instacart shopper is an idiot. Yes. And you Every, know, buys the wrong or thing. Or Chipotle, Chipotle burrito will yep. be delicious. Uh, yeah, this fucking Chipotle bias here has the worst burrito rollers of any Chipotle I've ever been Whoa, to. Whoa, you do not talk about Lucy and Linda and Heather. <laughs> Those are my girls. I know if I make an online order, the burrito's going to be much higher quality than if I go and order it on the line. I don't know if they take, if it's a separate person or they do it's a separate line or what, but if I go through that line, I will not order a burrito if I wait in that line because it's just going to fall apart. Those well, guys, love, they fucking love me over at that Chipotle. By the way, what's the deal with the amount of panhandling right outside of that Chipotle? Okay, that's a couple. They live nearby. They have cell phones. Ignore them. No, I, I know. Oh, I know always, that there's always somebody there every Do time you I work go. that plane. You seem to know. I go there literally every day. I know what lunch. you mean though, because the first time I went through, it's like they asked me. I said, "I said, sorry, I don't carry right. cash on me," and so I went in. And then I at the register, I bought a gift card for twenty dollars, walked back out, and mm -hmm. gave it to the guy. The next time I came, he was he was there again, and I was like, and it's like I don't know. I guess maybe I was insulted. That he had no memory of me. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I was like, oh, you're out here all the fucking time. I've, I've actually wanted to be like, dude, I. I always say I don't have cash, and you still ask me. Like, I don't want to be that rude, but, like, it's, yeah, they're always there. But you're lying to them. Uh, no, I never carry cash. I'm not lying at all. I do not I carry see cash. your wallet. Yeah. I lied. Wow. That's very nice. You didn't, show us where, you didn't show us where the cash would go. You I got my cash. No, this is a money clip. You got my bouldering card for lifting weights and bouldering, though. Um, I, I feel like, like <laughs> I haven't mentioned something. I, I want to mention, I want to remind everyone that the uh, Extra Life live stream is this coming weekend. It's oh, this yeah. Saturday. What are you doing for it? 
Uh, I'm gonna be out of town. Cheese master. What? Oh, I'm, why? I'm, you, I'm why are you traveling so much now? Like I, we planned something else oh. coming up. The extra life. Everybody come out to extra life. It'll be a blast. We have everybody apparently, but Gus here. Everybody but me. Jeff's are you are too. you leaving because you feel guilty about last year and being a lunatic? No, I had this. I had a trip planned before. Extra Can you life say where day. you're going? Um, yes. Is it work thing or personal? Thing? It is a work thing. Uh, doing a cancel it. Doing a site visit in Sydney for the new venue for RTX Sydney. Why are you getting involved with that? Because we're moving for doing to a new venue. Also, that venue, will, I want to go that venue will be there after this. But I'd year. already bought a plane ticket and planned this, you and know, then the date was for two hundred dollars. You can change a plane ticket plus yeah, difference. A plus difference. It's a big importance there. Well, I was coming back from Philadelphia. Got to the airport, checked in. Go. We don't have a reservation on your name. I was like, you fucking idiots. Pull out my thing. Get the record locator. Punch it in. Goes. Uh, nope. That flight's next Sunday. I was like, Son of a bitch. I booked myself <laughs> a week later. So I had to like, by the way, something's going on in Austin right now. Gus, I got myself to Dallas with the kids. There's, I think it was about between 5 p.m. when we landed in Dallas and midnight. When was this? Last night. Okay. Sunday. There was nine flights that were going to Austin on various carriers. Every one of them was sold out. Every last fucking flight was sold out. And the first one we tried to grab, we landed at 5. We ran to the one that was taking off at 545. It had it was a full flight. There was 19 people on standby. Damn! It was fu- what's I, I going think, on. I in think Austin? it was because of the weather yesterday. There were flights canceled and flights delayed. When I finally landed after peeing all over the bathroom, yes, uh, there were flights <laughs> departing that were six hours delayed. No shit. Yeah. So I think the airport. When we landed, we spent an hour waiting for a gate to open because there were so many backed up flights. So we stopped in the car. We drove from Dallas. Oh, that's cool. Which, yeah, by the way, they didn't really they didn't fuck me on the dropping the car off somewhere different than where you picked it up. That it's happened like to me recently car? too. I drove from Houston to Austin because of a similar situation, and it was fine. It was a super cheap rental. Normally, I'm used to them charging you a ton of money when you're like, that. oh, you're dropping off in a different city. Here's an extra two hundred bones. Yeah. So, so do they then check stop? Did you go check stop? I did. Yeah. I, I got a check stop T-shirt, dude. So good. That high was five. a really good high five. We're good at it. I'm not good at those. It's we have better chemistry. I met two. No, fans no, we're not going to do good. I met. I met. <laughs> <laughs> I met two separate groups of fans at the check stop. It's this Kalachi place. It's like right between Dallas and Austin. You got to stop there. It's in West Texas. It's in West Texas. I met a fan in Mexico. West comma Texas. It was like right outside of our hotel. We came back in our tuxedos and suits and he was like, oh, hey. And we're like, "Uh." I think you should change your flight. No. I think you should. I think you should. I'm sure we can. I'm I'm glad that's what you think, Gavin. I'm I'm sure we could could crowdfund the amount. No, no. Get your flight good and changed. Think of the kids, man. Think Think of the kids. Think of the filthy. All I do is I think of the kids. No, I, I I might still be drying out from from how drunk I was last year. To be fair, it's not like you didn't put all the effort in last year. You did two years worth of effort. <laughs> I did year. more than two. Did. I did more than two years worth of damage to my body. Our, last year, listen, our our shirt that we have this year is based on Gus <laughs> last year. Based it's, on you're still working. You're still working for the kids. It's great. There it is. Joe the cat is that's, gonna make his appearance. A, a great. And, oh, uh, sweet. Are you gonna do your thing? I'm gonna do my seven day survivor. It's, uh, that means I'll have to be here for like 14 hours to do it. What are you making a face at me for, fucker? Sorry, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's an achievement in Wait, Dead Rising, but it takes like, 14 hours to get it. That's like oh. history, though. That's like basic Rooster Teeth history is that achievement. It is. It's built into like Achievement Hunter. It is. And lore. Cost. You know what I thought about it's doing? Important. Like, What do you think is more so than uh, Seven Day Survivor? What do you think is more in the history of Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter and everything else? What achievement do you think? There's one achievement. What achievement? There's one achievement. Mom High Club. Mile High Club, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think if Mile oh. High Club is the thing that started Achievement Hunter. Mm. I would agree. And also that hour-long defend in Grawl was pretty cool. Too. Who got Mile High Oh, Club? you fuckers did that. I wanted to do it. You guys did it when I wasn't in the room. And didn't Jeff fall asleep during it? 
Uh, no, Jeff fell asleep in, <laughs> in the crackdown. Crackdown. Did you get my high club? Uh, yeah. You? Yeah. Guess? Nope. I, I went to the very ends, stabbed the guy. No, 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 no. I, I, I shot him yeah, like on the silencer. arm. Yeah. And he was like, no, he, sorry, only elite people shoot him in the head. The it first time I got to the end, I shot the hostage in the face. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> <It's just laughs> like, yeah, it was, it, that, that game would make my heart race. Yeah. It's so crazy how far we've come. I'm gonna like, do it. I'll do, I'll do my high club as well. Oh, that'd be cool. I'll join you on that one. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I remember it was so difficult to, to get gameplay footage. You, you were recording my high club. I think your audio was like maxed out. Like you were, it was blown out in every second. And it was, it was a, not a flash, flash thing in your journal. It's, it's like, it's so bad that, that video's how, lost now. Yeah. You don't have that anymore? I don't have it. But I like have the, now anyone can just do a perfect 1080 60 FPS stream. No issue. It's like, yes. Yeah, no, or weird. they just do it and they go, record that. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's all it takes. When we started doing red versus blue in high definition for out of mind, we had to buy special hard drives that were fast enough to record the HD footage because hard drives like in your computer at the time just wouldn't do it. And it was just like compression wasn't even that good. It had to be like big files. Yeah, it was like motion files. JPEGs and yep. stuff. Like and, and now it's like anything you can do on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> no Four, problem. Four K. Mm-hmm. This is the old man portion of the podcast. I like to imagine that like you guys back then finding out about this technology now, I'd be like, fuck. I think we knew it was coming. We all saw it. It was just it was just a pain in the ass. I mean, we can all we see, can afford it. We can all see in front yeah. of us right now. Like we know there'll be a time when you'll never mention how many gigs. Like we were talking about earlier, you never mention how much space you have on your hard drive. We'll be yeah. like, oh, you have you have space. There's room. You will never fill it. What is the thing you hope in the future you will say? Like I can't believe we did X. What's what's the thing you'll say? Uh, had wires for charging. Uh, dude, that's exactly what I think. It's like. I it's like I can't believe we ran power wires through our walls. It's yeah. like I just can't wait for that moment. There'll be a time Whether when a we phone had electric wires running all over the city to connect the, the houses to electricity. A phone will never die. It'll be completely passive. It'll constantly be charged, and you won't remember any other way. Right. It's just you have your phone. It's on. Why would your phone stop working? Oh, is it broken? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the way it used to be. It's all full circle. When yeah. your phone was at home, yeah, you just picked right. it up and it always worked. worked. It's like yeah. even when the power's out, your phone worked. You didn't even know on the phone. Yeah. But you see, uh, that, did you do the uh, thing Tesla? Announced uh, the batteries, the the solar tiles. They did a demo of their yes, like with ceiling tiles. No, 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 no. roof tiles. Roof. Yeah, roof. Yeah, mm. yeah, roof tiles or shingles. Thing, right? And then they're, they're they're solar. They're all individual solar panels. <laughs> yeah. ceiling. It seems like ceiling those are very expensive, and that like the overlap of the installation would be such that you would like lose some like square footage of of solarness. Mm-hmm, you right. know, your ability to capture. It seems like that would be a big deal, you know, that you have to get them exactly lined up just right. Do you think there'll be a time when most material is solar storing? And I you'd think be like, so. Oh, you got a brick. Where'd you find that? That doesn't take on any power. Well, it's always funny because I love crowdfunding, uh, like in general, and I like weird crowdfunding projects. You remember when we did Laser Team? What the big thing on Indiegogo was at the time? I think I remember. What was it? Was it the Solar Road? The Solar Road. We the, called it such bullshit. The hexagon <laughs> tiles that were going to be a solar road. That would generate power for the community. Sounds like horseshit. And uh, it raised a bunch of money, and it's like I haven't heard anything about the solar road since then. Where's my vessel? No, 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 no. They, they, there was, they, they, there was a scam, right? Oh, was it? So they ended up raising two point two million dollars, and I think they built like a hundred foot section of road. They're like, yeah, that's what it's for. We just going to test. No it. shit. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Proof of concept. Right. I think that's what they said. Your vessel. They give me updates on a quarterly basis as to where your cup is. It's on its way. They sent the other cup, though, right? The one that's just a cup. I had to fill out a form for that. I wasn't even going to do that. <laughs> I thought that was like giving in to them that I was going to like take their little tchotchke little fucking cup they were going to try to send me. I want to be clear about something, though, with the audience. A company was just recently bought by Verizon. Their name is Vessel. 
and they were bought and then immediately turned off. Vessel is a YouTube competitor. That's who got bought by Verizon. The company that makes the cup that I bought for Gavin three years ago, that company is still in business. And that's spelled Vessile. Vessel with a Y. Everything like missed out the last vowel and it'd be like grinder. Yeah. Well, I but can't find out if example. it was a scam. I'll, we'll have to put it in the, uh, the link dump. I want, I want a you suit. You visit at myvessel.com. I want a suit that captures kinetic energy. Go ahead. I just go all day, so I just want stuff to capture my energy. Yeah. And yeah. what? how would you unleash it? Uh, a cell phone, but then if uh, it lights. I would like a device that would store my energy when I'm restless and I can't sleep a night, every single night. And I want give that to give me like a caffeine shot the next day when I need coffee. I want to n not waste my energy when I'm when I don't need it. That'd be cool. There's nothing worse than being tired all day and then getting in bed and you can't sleep. It happens constantly. I'm it, like, does it happen constantly? Yeah, it happens to me like once every year, and I'm just like, it's misery to me. I really, I struggle sleeping. I might have fallen asleep yesterday. I might have fallen asleep while I was in mid sentence talking <laughs> to Ashley. Like we were in the middle of a conversation, and then I woke up. Like it was the next morning. <laughs> I was like, man, I said, I really, like, I, I crashed hard after that road trip. And she yeah. was like, you're out. Thankfully, coffee works on me really well. Like, caffeine is super effective. Yeah. There's some people who's like, this does nothing. If I'm tired at work, I've one coffee, I can make videos all day. Now, is it all caffeine? You don't drink a lot of soda, but I can drink a Coke Never. at 8 p.m. I'm fine. If I drink a cup of coffee at 8 p.m., there's no fucking way. I, I agree. And it's supposed to be comparable amounts of caffeine. I, there's oh, no way the bollocks. caffeine in, in Coke is the same kind of caffeine. It's like it's just different. Before yeah. the podcast, delivery mechanism is every Monday I have a second coffee. Usually I have one per day. I have, the, I have one just because we've been going all day and then we do the podcast. I will not be able to sleep tonight until like 2 or 3 a.m. because of the coffee I had hours ago. I was doing this dumbass thing for a while where I was like, God, I just can't get to sleep early enough. Like maybe if I make some like... Nice tea to soothe me or something like that. <laughs> so I was making tea at night and you, you know doing? drink it and I'd watch a movie and be like, okay, time for bed. Ah, oh, God, another restless night of sleep. This green tea is caffeinated. Yep. Yeah. Is an old tea mostly? Chamomile's not. Yeah, you got to really get like uh, an herbal infusion or something. I got decaf green tea. Tastes the same. This yeah. podcast derailed fast. <laughs> From no, what? We're to discussing what? Before teas. I go to sleep, I like to make a nice herbal <laughs> infusion and uh, put some hot water with it. You should get into the ASMR game. That was nice. ASMR. So uh, there's a feature on the uh, the Apple Watch <laughs> that they added with the new OS that's supposed to be like a relaxing feature. To remove all the ports? No, breathe. Like it's it's the breathe feature where it notifies you once a day, hey, let's go through a breathing <coughs> exercise, and I'll tell you when to inhale, and I'll tell you when to exhale, and you'll be relaxed, and it'll be like a relaxing oasis in the middle of your day. Yeah. has the exact opposite effect on me. I, my watch buzzes, and I go, what? And it goes, breathe. I go, oh, fuck you, watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get mad. Right now, this thing makes me mad in the yeah. middle of the day. I'll be in the middle of a let's play. I'll be like, huh? Breathe. Shut up! Tell me to breathe. Been breathing all day. I've been breathing my whole life. I'm gonna have like a heart attack right after it tells me to breathe. Speaking of breathing, I started using that snoring app you talked about. Yeah, the Snore Lab. I got some serious snores going on. Ah, uh, dude. I, I, I find out. I snore now. Now that I'm more aware of it, I find that like I'm correcting myself. Utter bollocks. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. That's the fastest. You, you totally gave up on it. Right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I just like your body is why you snore. Go ahead, big dude, like a bear. Bears snore. It's all position too. It's like I'm like when I when I'm like this on a plane, I just think I'm like gonna go like. <laughs> I try to like put my head in a way that I can't snore. Is that you? God. <laughs> but he's not a big dude. Gus is not like. <laughs> 
Esther, hours of that. Your Esther, hours. Does Esther have earplugs? Esther's like, shut she's, the fuck up! She's gotten used to it, bless her. No, it's true. They, the girlfriends, the significant others, they adapt. Like on The Amazing Race, <laughs> Blair from The Amazing Race goes, there was a whole leg where she was dead fucking tired because we all slept in this one room and she said, Bernie, you snored so fucking loud. She didn't swear. She goes, you snored so loud all night. She goes, you kept me awake all night. <laughs> That's much better. Yeah. And uh, I, that, well, I loved imitating Blair because she's yeah. so much fun. But uh, and I was like, I didn't snore. I go, it's a camera guy right next to me snoring. And Ashley goes, it wasn't Bernie. She goes, if he snores, I wake up. I'm now convinced it was absolutely me. And I just kept her awake all night. So. Now, I've, been, I've shared a room with you, and it's... I Really, I thought you were kidding when you were doing it. <laughs> I thought you were joking. <laughs> when did we share a room? We've oh, VidCon? Oh, uh, yeah, a few VidCons. <laughs> Japan. Like the windows shake. <laughs> Aren't you afraid with that app though that you're gonna like listen back and be like, ha ha, and then you hear like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, <laughs> like someone whispering. Somebody wrote that. Somebody demon? wrote to me and said that they used the app and that they didn't know they talked in their sleep. Ooh, that's creepy. And it creeped them out big time. All right, well let's uh, let's wrap this up. So I want to thank everyone for watching. Don't forget, he doesn't want to thank you. extra live stream this weekend. Make sure you check it out, and we'll see you guys next week. And vote and stuff. Vote, please. It's going to be too, too late, late by then. Bye. <laughs> I guess it's like a girl's hair, because that's, you always well, smell a girl's hair. I read something somewhere, I don't know how accurate it is, where the reason that evolution has like made it so that females are typically shorter than men is because that's where the pheromones come out for a lot of women, I guess. And so like guys would be more attracted to women that they could smell the top of their heads of. Interesting. Or, or is it reverse, where um, the pheromones come out?